Welcome to Bears Country Podcast. We are presented by BetUS. Go to go check out BetUS.com, every sports better's favorite sports book. They have a bunch of great perks as well as exceptional service. Use the link in the description right there and sign up to get 125% signing bonus. Place your sports bets with BetUS. And if you're going to start betting this season uh, for the Super Bowl, please use that link. It'll really help out the channel. And PJ? If you're going to bet, please bet responsibly. Thank you, my man. I, um, I've, I, I, As people kind of know, I have kind of been on a cliff the last couple of days. And um, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, PJ. More Walt. like Mount, more Mount, Mount Everest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Luckily, no I didn't have anything high enough to jump off of. Man, golly. Well, it, looks like Fo- it looks like Foster might be having some uh, technical difficulties. So he'll be hopping in here soon. PJ, Walt, great to see you guys again. And our guest tonight, Joe Mandel. How are you guys doing? I am doing doing great, lovely. And and I'll I'll give and I'll give you the and shorty real quick. It's 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 Mandel. Oh, I said Mandel, didn't I? Said it wrong. I know it's Mandel. I I always I always think Howie Mandel. Right, right. I I got I think I told you this, but I got into a club in Vegas once by saying that my uncle was coming later. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. Nice. But he never came. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's not like they're going to come find you. Hey, your uncle never came. You got to go, buddy. <laughs> like, oh, he got busy. Sorry. Too many germs. Joe, it's For great real. to have you back on the show again. We had a lot of fun with you guys last time. Yeah, likewise, man. Of... Love, love being here. Love having you. Had a lot of fun with you at Aldo's house. Yeah. Before the, yeah, before the Raiders game. And... um <laughs> I know, I know how these guys. Yeah, yeah, let's not let's not laugh anymore. I, uh, <laughs> no more laughing. Sorry. I know how PJ and Walt feel about this That's current right, state then. of affairs. I want to know how you feel about this current state of affairs. <clears throat> well, I, I'm happy that Getsy's gone. That was the first line of business. But I, for the life of me, can't wrap my head around the fact that Fluce is still around. Like I get it in the long term. Like if you're going to draft a new QB, you're probably going to want a new coach. The fact that they didn't get a new coach tells me they're probably not getting a new QB. There's a lot of value with that first pick. Doesn't surprise me one bit. But you guys saw like the demeanor in the locker room, the top of the year, and the lack of reaction to what was going on. Like, yeah, they made some trades and they got better on defense. But does that credit go to Flus? Does that credit go to Poles? I'll leave the jury out on that one, but you know, it tells me everything I need to know is that Flus is coming back. They're going to ride. I think they're going to ride for at least another year of Justin. They'll probably draft a QB later on. And this defense is just going to have to improve more and they're going to have to draft and get that first pick is worth a lot. Get a lot of capital for it and get better and see if Flus can be the coach you think he is. Otherwise there's some big names coming out in the draft in the coming years. Arch Manning, potentially one of those names further down the line, but more to come when we get there. It's a really long-winded answer, but there you go. That's actually not as long-winded of an answer as I'm probably going to have. So I'm, I'm going to let somebody else take the stage on this. Walt. Before we go any further, 
Let me, yeah, please. Let me please acknowledge please the uh, chat real fast. Uh, Cliff Victoria, thank you for joining us. Illinois Jones, Heidi Zimmerman, Life of Mary podcast, Foster Covers, Rick Gonzalez, Mr. Mayhem, Mo Beerman, Zach Sullivan, In the Huddle, Chicago. Thank Love you Van for joining. Welcome back. Uh, I Good to see you, DVD. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Z, Ron Wynorski, Wynorski, and King Buka World. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. I know I also sent a thing out on Facebook. For those of you watching on Facebook, thank you for joining us as well. Hey, Illinois, Foster, glad you made Il it. Illinois Jones. Don't forget about Illinois Jones. That's uh, I, I, we, I, I think we've seen Illinois Jones before. Ron yeah, Wynorski. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. You did. Excellent. Foster, your, your beard Foster. is no longer gray. It looks like you got the... Uh, the melted plastic out of it. How you feeling tonight? <laughs> One of them days, man. Of them days. I, I don't know, man. There's so much going on with the bear stuff. I, I have honestly been behind because I was going to, we were going to have Joe open the show and I was going to come in, Joe. And you know what I was going to say, dude? Like, just because I had almost died and I'm in the hospital, my house burned down doesn't mean you can have the show, dude. But tonight you can. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of Somebody Big Just Died with Mike North and Joe Mandel. Foster somehow is back from the dead. We am glad he could join us today. Foster, how are you, man? Well done. <laughs> I'm hanging in, man. I'm good for another 800, I, they tell me. <laughs> All right. That's the important part. No, I was listening to what I was listening to you talk, Joe, and you're right, dude. It's it looks like I think, you know, Fields is coming back and they're going to trade that pick and build the team around them, which is, we've all said it for how long. Just keep building, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I came in and shut the whole show down just by making an appearance, right? You Not did. at all. Not at all. Everybody shut but, the hell up. What the hell? Somebody say something. But I do want to add, there was a... Uh, there was a question on the table for Walt, so I, I did cut him off by acknowledging the chat. Walt, my apologies, please. Go ahead with your answer. Oh, no, that's fine. I was going to say, you know, Shorty wants me to go over this whole thing. I'm going to defer to you and Foster to start, PJ, and I'll even let Dan go, and then I'll gladly uh, you know, go over what I think. Oh, you want to sit back and take notes, huh? Well, I, I got notes already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then let's hear your notes, man. Let's hear them. You got notes. I got nothing, dude. Other than what I got in this, because I haven't paid attention the last four or five days. All right. Specifically, <laughs> specifically what was your question, uh, Shorty? I want to make sure I answer it correctly. How are you feeling about the Bears um, firing Getsy and not Flus and retaining? Mo I mean, for the most part, the offensive staff is gone. Okay. So, uh, how do you feel about that, Walt? And not getting rid of flus. Since just if you're going to start over on offense, uh, I mean, I would think you would want to start over on defense or on the uh, the entire team as well. The entire head coach, get rid of everybody and start over. So I want to hear your thoughts, Walt. Well, I mean, not necessarily. You don't have to go a complete blanket firing of everyone. I think that's if anything, that's telling me you're you're not really listening to looking at what the actual problems are. So you're going to find good things and you're going to find bad things with your coaches and the good things you have to retain and the bad things you have to cut out. 
It's like anything else. So, I mean, the defensive side of the ball, definitely after Allen Williams left, uh, you know, we saw a general upturn. The addition of Montez Sweat was, you know, amazing in terms of, uh, you know, reinvigorating our pass rush, which, you know, was anemic at best. Um, you know, and the whole thing with Getty is the, it was the most logical move you could make at the time. Now, the entire offensive staff wasn't fired. You know, they kept Chris Morgan and they kept Jim Dre. Now, Jim Dre is the tight ends coach for the Chicago Bears. And if you watch the evolution of Cole Komet, you can see that in terms of a positional coach, he generally can do his job. Because like I said, I was out on Cole Komet last year. And then I saw his production this year and I said, well, you know, maybe this guy is finally getting coached the correct way. And we're kind of seeing that. And the same thing with Chris Morgan. Now, another thing with keeping those two guys in line, and I know you were saying, oh, we're just going to reset the whole offense. You're not really resetting the whole offense. Yes, you're bringing in a different offensive coordinator, but you can keep him in the same scheme. I mean, this is football, guys. We're not reinventing the wheel here. So these schemes aren't, you know, drastically different between someone that runs maybe a Shanahan West Coast style offense to another, you know, another person that runs a similar West Coast style of offense. So, I mean, the difference is mainly the terminology used in the, in the, uh, the huddle, so to speak. So what does a shift this way mean? What does a shift this way mean? You could bring another person in to head up the group and he goes, okay, well, if I want to do this, what did you guys say in terms of, you know, if I want to have the guy ship this way, what is your terminology for this? And then you just follow that same, you know, that same layout. The framework is there. You know, if they got rid of the everyone on the staff, I'd say, yeah, they're more likely going to reset the offense, keeping it in that same, you know, frame of what they want, but with just all different people. So it's not going to be a complete reset. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. Sure. So, where do you think they're going to find a coordinator that's going to run a similar offense and the, termino the terminology would remain vaguely enough the same? I mean, they're out there. I mean, they're interviewing two guys now or planning to. Uh, the guy out of Seattle, which I don't really understand why he's taking a lot of heat from his fans. He only had Geno Smith. You know, what he did up there is, is pretty damn good. And then um, what's the guy from is it San Fran, uh, Kubiak? I think his name that just came through a few minutes ago. Yeah. So Clint. they're definitely they're definitely out there putting their feelers and getting a, a short list together, which I think as fans, I would be elated to see that yesterday they came out and said, Luke Kefty's fire. Today they're already lining up guys to replace him, and they're getting the ball rolling. So, I mean, what's not to like about that? So I don't get the negativity of Bears fans nowadays. I mean, yes, is Flus the best head coach in the NFL? Absolutely not. Does he do some head scratchers? I'm sure. But – he built a culture on this team to where you're going through the muck. You're down 0-4. Your locker room doesn't break. I mean, it's not like we watched in um, with the Raiders where they just gave up on their coach. And, you know, the GM went away. The coach went away. They brought in Antonio Pierce. And they won a few games. Yep. So it's not just about wins and losses. That, that's what I was trying to tell you about Jim Harbaugh. You know, Jim Harbaugh is great. He has his his, his win-loss record is immaculate. You know, but I'm not looking at just that. I have to look at everything when I evaluate the coach. Same thing with the quarterback, too. So, and like I was trying to say in a, in a group chat earlier, I don't remember when it was. It was later. It was earlier in the week. Uh, you're looking at a guy like Justin Fields. You, you start there. Then you back it out. 
you look at the line, you look at the wide receivers, you look at what's going on there. Then you go back even further. You look at the coaches, the positional coaches, to the, the actual gameplay, to the quarterback. Then go back even further again to look at the offensive coordinator, to the positional coaches, to the players, and so on and so forth. That's how you evaluate people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not just a knee jerk, we're going to kick this guy out, bring in Jim Harbaugh, and everything's going to be saved. You know, I, DJ, I, I think... go ahead and fin finish your, th your thought, Walt. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I honestly feel like we can win a Super Bowl with this team and this coaching staff. I would say this. Um, when I when I, when I listen to DJ Moore describe, not describe how he felt about the play calling and the plays over the last few weeks, and his overall sentiment was, we didn't get the big play where we kind of like uh, didn't do as much as we could have done within this offense. So that's telling me that he's not liking what he was getting out of Getsy. So then when you heard other players uh, echo those same sort of sentiments, then they had the end of the year uh, interview with the uh, players. And then they're talking to those players and they're like, you know, they're so I'm like, uh, Poles as well as Iberflus is getting a real heartfelt conversation from these players. And I'm sure they're, they're telling them, hey, Getsy is not the guy. I mean, they're not saying it publicly, but in that meeting that they had, the end of the year meeting, they, they really let them have it because even I was watching uh, Jalen Johnson. He says, yeah, you know, they they foster a atmosphere in that room when they having that end of the year interview to where they say, hey, we're asking you this question. Speak your truth. So, you know, it's unfiltered how they really feel. Next day, guess he's getting fired. Yeah. So that tells me that, hey, they was like, no, we ain't feeling this guy now. And, and I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. And real quick, PJ, I was just going to say. This is a guy that also badmouthed Justin Fields midseason, and all these guys saw that. All these guys on this team know that, right. that this offensive coordinator was blaming Justin Fields for a lot of this stuff. When And then they're backing up their guys saying, listen, the, this isn't the guy. These are not the plays. Exactly. We and knew midseason that Getsy wasn't the guy, and I think that whole locker room knows it too. Right. So then you know, you're hearing, to Walt's point, the first couple of people that they're talking about interviewing to replace him. You got a guy who runs the similar system in uh, up there in Seattle. He had some Gene success. Walden. Yes. Who, uh, with Geno Smith, who people thought was a bust. He, he turned him out to be in the early conversations for MVP. So he had some success there. Clint Kubiak. Now Kubiak's father was a great play caller. I mean, he's, he's been a great play play caller and this guy himself he has experience calling plays up there in uh, minnesota with uh kurt cousins so you're seeing the same system they're trying to work with because they kept their offensive line uh coach so they like going to run basically is they're trying to run the same system but they want to have a different type play call so you you're building that which leans to me is they're not trying to disrupt what they're building or what they have built with fields and what they have built with the rest of this team. So 
I'm in a better place now because as we always talking during the year was, man, you know, Getsy, yeah, his uh, scripted plays, yeah, they, they look great. But after his scripted plays, when he has to try to adjust, he doesn't do such so much of a good job of it. So now you looking at guys who has had experience calling plays, has had some success with it, and I think the needle's pointing up. Now that's just the offensive side. Now on the defensive side with um, Iberflus, to a man, everyone's talking about how he has maintained the locker room, kept the guys engaged. Only one I heard that wasn't all in on flu seemed like was a walker. Seemed like he felt kind of like iffy. But everyone else, they were like, man, you know, Iberflus, we like the culture and everything. Even with Fields, you hear every player talking about how much they like gets. I mean, like Fields. So it's like, I think to keep the status quo going, you're building something there, and I think they're doing the right thing. Foster? It is what it is. We've talked about Getsy all season long, man. All season long, he's come up every week, just about, that I can think of. So we all knew that. You know, he's gone exactly what needed to be done. Keeping Flues, that's Poles' move. That's his decision. You know I'm a, I'm a big Poles guy, man, so I'm going to trust in him. Um, I like the way that as soon as Shane Waldron was available, he jumped on it. We, we've got to get an offensive coordinator set here, too, right now. It's got to be somebody that we can work in, within the system. I, I, just like I think you were mentioning, Walt, the, the terminology and the, and the system is comparable to our system. It should be nothing for the offensive players to pick it up if Waldron is indeed the guy. I mean, there's probably going to be five or six guys that, in my mind, that they're going to bring in. Um, but it's, you know, as far as what they what 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 was said and done the other day, that's done, man. We've got to look forward because we can sit here and nitpick it all we want. We know where this defense is at. We know what the problems are on offense. Now fix the damn things. I mean it. I, I, I had some quote the other day. That's one. Of, we're in one of the greatest positions because we have more options available to us. Even though Flus is staying, and I'm not saying that's good or bad, because there's always a first. I mentioned it last week or the other day. In '69, there was a guy, Chuck Knoll, just a coach that became a head coach. What 12, 15 seasons and three winning Super Bowls. So you don't. We don't know exactly what Flus even is yet. Would I have liked to have maybe brought in Harbaugh or somebody that has experienced and has shown it? Yes, but, but that decision wasn't made. So Holes is sticking with Flus, and now we have to rebuild the offensive coaching, period. I mean, those two guys are being kept. I believe there's a, a different type of contractual obligation that Paul mentioned in his press conference. So they knew those two guys were staying, whether it's Komet or not that you're talking about. Uh, it's something contractual. If I, unless somebody correct me if I'm wrong, because Paul mentioned it in his press conference. As far as that goes, man, it's it's get on this stuff now. We we've, we've got to jump ahead because a lot of these other teams are looking for coaches, and they haven't even begun to start looking at the positions beyond the head coach. So we're fortunate to be in this position. We should virtually get the pick of the litter if we so desire. So. I like Waldron. I like Kubiak, Pat ha Pat Hamilton. Um, Clint, Clint Kubiak would be a, a dynamite hire, I think. Matt, Pete, you guys, Pete, you probably remember when he was quarterback for the Broncos. 
his father. I'm talking about oh, Gary. Oh, yeah, Gary, yes. So, so yes. that whole family, it, they're all in football, all the kids. One of them, one of them's a scout. <laughs> Excuse me. We know one's with Frisco, and the other one is uh, assistant coach somewhere. I don't remember yeah. where, but it's in their <clears throat> blood, man, and they're all good at they're all good at dealing with the aspects of football that entire and, family. And and Clint Clint is the passing game coordinator for the 49ers. There you go. Passing game. What do the Bears need to focus on? Their yeah. passing game. What did the 49ers do this year with Mr. Irrelevant? They did a lot of stuff through the air. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That's a good just saying too. <laughs> I I am I am um I feel a little bit differently. Um, you make a good point, uh, Joe, um, about um, something I was going to say. Totally freaking forgot. We'll get back. Oh, no, oh about Gutsy. And uh, damn it. And talking about gonna, my fields. I, well, well, I was going to say, and you might it might come back to me when I'm talking, or it might come back to you, <laughs> that for me, it would be, Fire the entire coaching staff and start all over again, or go get Jim Harbaugh and do that and go get Jim Harbaugh because I think that Jim Harbaugh would have loved to work with Justin Fields and he would have he would have like completely maximized his talents. And if you since that did not happen, them now firing Getze to me. It, it, it seems like if you want to have all this hope in the quarterback and you can say, okay, well, the quarterback played so much better after, you know, at the second half of the season last year, and he played so much better uh, after the injury this season. Well, then why can't that same credit be given to uh, Getzey, albeit in the, in the very few shunning moments that he had, but there were moments and why can't, why couldn't have Getsy just built off of the moments? And this is just, this is not my my 100% opinion. This is just me looking at both sides. And I'm trying to uh, brainstorm this whole thing and think of the devil's pontificate, if you will. So why wouldn't you maybe just take a chance on Getsy can get better as a play caller by a learning from his his better games last year, and by B, go getting a consultant that you can help him, that's been around the league for a while, that maybe you can help you can just invest a little bit more into him, because that way you're not blowing up the consistency on offense and forcing your quarterback to learn a third offense in four seasons. And for me, if you're going to force the quarterback to learn a fourth offense in three seasons, let's just go right back to the last quarterback that we had that had this much potential in our eyes. Jay Cutler, we traded a boatload of picks for him. Ron Turner, first season. Ron Turner got 27 touchdowns and 26 interceptions out of him, and they fired Ron Turner because of 26 interceptions. What about the 27 touchdowns that haven't happened since? Why not have just invested into... Cutler and Ron Turner working together another year, another year or two. So now you're you, you put Cutler into this perpetual motion of well, we're gonna get the right offensive coordinator this time. And oh look, this is this he 
They're good friends. Oh, we're going to go get his his best friend, wide receiver, Marshall. This is now we're starting the same shit with Justin Fields, where he's in his fourth year in his third offense, and we're just going to fire Getzey. If you're going to fire Getzey, to me. That means fire everybody. And if you're not going to fire everybody because Fluce is such an amazing head coach, is all in as I have been on Justin at the start of the season. Yes, it's waned. I have come back and forth and changed my mind. It happens. I'm human, just like everybody else is allowed to do. Opinions change. I would have been comfortable with Either A, Getsy staying for another year and them getting a, an offensive consultant to help him to grow within the offense. So now Justin is in year three with Getsy, but now Justin is learning a new offense. That says to me, <clears throat> blow the whole thing up as far as trying to get this quarterback to learn, blah, blah, blah. Go after you have the number one pick in the draft. K Justin Fields was the 11th pick. Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick. You don't get that many chances at the first pick in the draft with a quarterback who is unequivocally the first pick in the draft. So if you're not going to hang your balls out and put them on the table with the Jim Harbaugh hire and let him decide what to do with that, in my opinion, it would have been turning Justin Fields into a pro bowler and a, and a, a Super Bowl champion. But since that did not happen... Now you're going to blow it all up with a new offensive coordinator. I would think, in my own personal opinion right now, it might change. I'm human. I have opinions just like everybody else. They do change. They're allowed to change. I'm not I'm not a flip-flopper because I changed my mind. If you don't fucking change your mind, then you're not human. So let me finish. I would, I would trade fields. Go after Caleb Williams and with the first pick in this draft. I know you're giving up a boatload of, of picks for the future, but if you fail with a a lame duck head coach and an offensive coordinator that comes in and cannot get out of Justin Fields, what everyone there's gonna be a whole other infighting war next year. If they can't, if the new OC cannot get out of Justin Fields, whatever everyone thinks that he can do, the whole staff's gonna be fired, and we're gonna be sitting here with our in our hand again going. Well, and what happens if Caleb Williams becomes the player that we're sitting there going, damn, we could have had that guy. We could have had that guy. I'm done. All right. My question is this. So you're saying that only Jim Harbaugh can get the best out of fields? In my opinion, at, yes, because I think that he, because it would have been a brand new staff coming in. I think he would have chosen Fields and rode with him for at least the next two years. By then, he would have known that he he was getting something out of him. And he, so, then they would have re-signed him to a big contract. I don't so, think that by replacing the offensive coordinator with a lame duck head coach, you're going to get the best out of Justin. Who's the offensive coordinator going to be? So, so, so if you bring in these other coordinators, that the two that we've talked about so far, and they come in here and they bring out the best in Fields, I mean, what's to suggest that they wouldn't? What's history? The, what what history that they failed somewhere else by bringing out the best in a different quarterback? Bears history. We're not talking about, but we're, we're talking specifically about these guys and their ability to coach, because that's what you're relying on with uh, Jim Harbaugh, his ability to coach. So because he's he, an he's an elite coach. 
Okay, he's so with find these, the elite coaches. So with these guys in the job that they have done in their other places, they have been able to bring out certain aspects in their quarterbacks, be it Kirk Cousins or Geno uh, Smith or even Purdy. They have been able to bring out certain things. So Jim Harbaugh is not the only person in the world that can bring out the best in fields. He is not, but you're relying on a defensive coordinator head coach who now is starting over with both coordinators in, in his third season. And you're gonna you're gonna expect him to go hire the right guy that's gonna continue the development of Justin Fields? Yes, you're gonna depend on him to do it based upon what they have done in their other places. And furthermore, he's also not gonna change the whole system because these two guys are running that same system. So there's a system that Justin has been running for the last two years. The players has also been running that same system for the last two years. So now you're gonna bring in another guy who's bringing in that same system, but just doing it a different sort of way that can improve on what Getsy's shortcomings were. How is that so so tragically tragically worse than uh, where you have to go get a new quarterback who now has to learn a system that he never learned before? Also, not to mention the intangibles that uh, Justin brings as far as leadership, as far as being a, a workaholic. All these other good things. We're just going. Let's just talk about the football aspect of things. Outside of uh, what's his name? Um, um, the 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 coach for uh USC, uh, Riley is that his name? Riley, yeah, Lincoln Riley. Outside of Riley, and uh, Caleb Williams being in that system, how do you know he can be in another system and that works? Because here's the thing about Lincoln Riley's system. Kyler Murray played in that system. Uh, he played in that system, and then when uh, Caleb Williams did not play in that bowl game. The quarterback that replaced him threw for six touchdowns. So is it really that Caleb Williams is that much better, or is it the fact that that the system itself brings out a certain aspect of his game? It's not – it has nothing – listen, your assumptions are the same as mine, PJ. Your, your assumptions are that they're going to – hire another offensive coordinator that's going to run the same system. I don't know where the hell they're going to find that guy with the lame duck coach. My assumptions are that they're not. They're going to go find a veteran head coach or a veteran offensive coordinator that runs a different offense. And when they do that, that you're asking him to learn an entirely new offense. The two that they have already trying to – they're elite to runs the system. Those two run that system. It's the same system. Which are who? They're, they're, the guy from they're, Seattle, they're looking for and, uh, Kubiak. They they're both run the same system. Run the same system, Shorty. It's pretty obvious. There is five or six guys too. Am I correct or am I wrong, man? Well, they, I, don't know, I don't, I don't know the list of guys. guys. I'm just saying that the two that they're being linked to so far, the two that they've been linked to, yep. the guy in Seattle. What's his name again, Foster? Uh, Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron. He runs that system. Kubiak. He runs that system. They both run that same system. So that's what I'm saying. You're not changing a whole new offense. You're going to tweak it a little bit because of their own nuances to it, but it's the same system. And that's that's telling me that they're they're sticking with fields. At least yeah. that's the vibe that I get. Right? And 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 shorty, let me let me dive into what you said about. Well, I, I just, I just, I just want to point out that that was so funny. Like PJ was so amped up there that he like, he like hit like a high note. Like somebody grabbed his nutsack. 
He's like, it's in the same system. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> from underneath my desk, shorty dog. He grabbed you through the computer screen. Um, no, I just wanted to say you about Caleb, like how you said they should use a pick on Caleb Williams. And I'm not going to shit all over your thoughts because you're totally valid. Uh, one thing I do want to say is I think what this year's NFL playoffs has taught us is that you don't need that top-tier quarterback. I mean, you got guys like Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, all on playoff teams, Dak Prescott, who wasn't a top draft pick, um, Tua Tagovailoa. Sure, there are first-round draft Lamar picks. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and, and yes, there, there's no, no, Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> right. And but then you do have you do have some first round picks. I mean, you got Jared Goff, you got Matthew Stafford, you got Mahomes, who wasn't a well, that's a whole other thing we don't want to talk about. We'll forget about that. But <laughs> uh Jalen, Jalen Hurts, all, all non-first round picks. You got a guy like Michael Penix Jr. who's gonna fall because of injury concerns, he's gonna fall because of his performance against Michigan. There's odds that the Bears could get a receiver in round one, and they could maybe wrap around and get a Penix Jr. I'm not saying that's oh, what they wait, should wait, do. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No disrespect to any lefties out there. I, I started off a lefty, and then I became a righty as I got older. <laughs> and now I'm back to a lefty when I jerk off. Okay, but I, I just – I, I lefty Man. quarterbacks just do He's nothing for me. That. Yeah, if you, can only, if you can only jerk off left, you're lefty, dude. I don't care who you think you're fooling. I gotta hold the phone in the right hand. You know, it's 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 a sequence. Scotty just uses so, two hands. That's... Ken Sabler, <laughs> yes. Steve Young, Dan Pastorini. No, I just, no. Name me name me three Hall of Fame left-handed quarterbacks. Ken Stabler. Mm-hmm. Steve Young. Uh huh. Okay, that's it. So we're not lefty, done yet. lefty quarterbacks. Sid they Luckman. Me... Sid Luckman. Yeah. Actually, yeah. there's there's only two in the Hall of Fame, and that's Steve Young and yeah. Ken Stabler. Thank you. Well, there's other so, quarterbacks that have done it, so it's not impossible. So I mean, it, it, it's it, it, I have I get Cade McNow and PTSD from lefties, man. <laughs> yeah. Steve and I don't Dorn. no 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 disrespect. Like I said, I jerk off left-handed. We're all good. There's, I mean, they're, they're saying they could they can draft another quarterback. They don't have to take Caleb Williams early, and then you can get all the draft capital back. That I just I, he's not a Hall of Famer. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, there's not very many of them. First of all, but the, with the, there's the, only two. I'm You're just right, saying there's there not very many. I got I got to correct you, PJ, because Sid Luckman's a righty dude. Hey. hey. Hey, for, uh, no number saw him play. Not, actually, not, to, not tonight. Out there. <laughs> He's a righty, not dude. Tonight. He's a righty, number forty-two. They showed him making the exact throw Mahomes made, like last year or something. False. You're supposed to have my back, man. <laughs> I do want to question question your logic a little bit here, Shorty. You uh, we were talking about Justin Fields and Caleb Williams in terms of their draft position. I was trying to figure out. You're saying that Caleb Williams is better just on the sheer fact that he may go number one, and Justin Fields went 11. I mean, because there's no guarantee Caleb Williams is going to go number one overall this year. There's nothing, a pretty nothing's guaranteed. Uh, it's a high chance, but nothing's guaranteed. I mean, you. I, I want to get back to what you are correct. It's not guaranteed. It's, it's most likely. Mm -hmm. If you looked at the percentages. 
Hey, let me okay. ask you this: If if you ran the Bears scenario, this let's answer the question. Hold on, man. He asked you a specific question. Okay. Well, there, there, there's two parts to it. So answer part one, and I'll give you part two, and we'll move on. Okay. Well, it's being PJ now with the 27 points. <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. PJ is getting better, man. Look, he's got it down from 27 to two. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you who's. Jordy, do you remember the question? No. <laughs> you guys, you guys want to know who's going to draft Caleb Williams number one overall when we trade the pick? The I'll tell you right now. Tell us. The Commanders with new head coach Bill Belichick for the Bill Washington Belichick. Commanders. Oh God. Well, I agree because that's the deal we want, Bill. We want their well, picks. But hold on, yep. look at what they got. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to let uh, Shorty get out of this one. Uh, well, go ahead ask Shorty the question again because, yeah, yeah, he tried to get out of it. Don't let him get out of it. Go ahead, Walt. Hey, hey Foster, okay. did I tell you about the other day when I – Yeah. All right, so I'll give you both parts you're, so you can just answer them both right away. Right-handed. So the first part was, based on your logic, you're saying that Caleb Williams is an inherently a better quarterback without actually seeing him play based on his draft stock alone and that he may go number one if Fields went outside of the top ten. Second part of this question is relating to Justin Fields. Now, you were saying in your rant that, you know, we can't have Justin Fields learn another offense, blah, 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 blah. If you bring Jim Harbaugh in, isn't he going to learn another offense anyways? Yes, but you're – okay, so I'll answer the second – the latter first. Yes, if if you bring in Jim Harbaugh, yes, he's learning a new offense, but he's he's in the, the most secure position he's going to be in learning that new offense. You bring in a new offensive coordinator with with now which what looks to be a lame duck head coach in Matt Eberflus, you're not that like first off, how are you gonna get unless you give him an extension because they can fire him at what is it, a four-year contract, I believe? Mm-hmm. I believe they can fire him after this season, and you know, like yeah. happens all the time. So he's in, he's a he's potentially a lame duck coach. Unless you give him a, a contract extension, you're not gonna attract a big name offensive coordinator to come in here and want to work with him. And you're going to want somebody that's going to be able to stick around for a year or two. And and that's going to want to become a head coach, like a Kubiak, you know, your best route would be to go a Greg Roman who, who, you know, as we all have kind of talked about, it's seemingly like he does not want to become a head coach. You want to find that guy. Maybe you would, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it, but a Jim Caldwell, I, I think he's too long in the tooth, but he is a good, a good, offensive coordinator at least he has proven to be so i i I just think if you're going after a young gun you're asking a a young gun like adam gase to come in here and make the best out of justin fields like he did with jay cutler in one season to get that head you know the chances of that happening are slim to none because when you're looking at the history of the bears is my point they put themselves in this position constantly Rinse and repeat is the, th- the thumbnail of this show. That's what they're doing again. They're, we can all have optimism. I've, I've had all the optimism the optimism in the world. I've, I've every damn year, and I'll have it again. Right now, I'm in, a, I'm in my low point of the season. I'm pissed off, and I want to rant. I want to I get angry about it. But in two weeks, I'll be fine. You know, we'll, we'll all be having fun talking, we'll, and I'll be optimistic again. Right now is the moment for me to shit on the Bears because of I, I rarely do because I'm so freaking optimistic all the time. And and I'm tired of it. 
It's been going on too damn long in my entire life, all of your lives, that that we can expect that they are going to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again without the same results, the definition of insanity, and think that they're going to get it correct. They might. I might be wrong. I'm not saying I'm correct. This is just my opinion. This is just my bear's feelings at this moment in time. And did I answer both questions? Well, I did want to interject quickly on your talk about rinse and repeat. I mean, if they fired everyone, I'd say, yeah, you can make that argument. But they didn't. They actually kept coaches and they looked at different aspects of the game. Isn't that, I mean, to me, it's at least that they're moving away from status quo. Well, let me let me ask you, Walt. Do, do you think that there would have been some benefit to keeping, as much as everyone hates Getsy and think, you know, his blah blah blah, and he he da da this this and that, that there would have been some element to giving him a third year to learn on the job himself, and maybe just go out and get him an, a consultant. Do you think that that might have been a good idea for the team, as opposed to what they did? Absolutely not. And I will tell you why. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Walt. Thank you. Go ahead. If, if, you, if, you, if you got someone that can teach him in this moment, eh, in this moment, do this. In this moment, you're going to want to do that. In this in this game plan against this defense, you're going to want to kind of do – it sounds like Flus became a lot more hands-off than we thought about that because he. It's, it's, it sounds like he left this up to Getze and he just failed him. And if, if, if you would just give him – someone to come in and consult with him and work with him and teach him some of these don't do this, do this things. You don't think that could have made him a better offensive coordinator? No. Listen to what the players are saying. Yeah. Look at the chat. You're, you're getting it from I – mean, obviously, during the exit interviews with the players, something was you're getting it from the, the chat. <laughs> something along the lines where that was said where that they didn't trust – Luke Getze in terms of making a cohesive offensive plan. Now, we all can give Luke Getze the benefit of the doubt last year. You know, the team wasn't that great. So you were kind of grasping at straws, trying to find, you know, something to work on offense. And, you know, that's why they went out and traded for Chase Claypool and, you know, the carousel wide receivers with Marset and Nikhil Harry and all that. But at the same time, you could watch in Luke Getze's game the nuances of his play calling and his inability to adapt across the entire game. And that has only gotten worse as we go into our second year of Luke Getze. And sometimes you have to just pull the plug. The man can't do the job. I don't care who you bring in, how many consultants. You know, you could bring in, you know, Miss Cleo to tell you the, the, the actual play the defense is going to call, and he'd still fuck it up somehow. I mean, look, look at the Green Bay games. Every time we go into Green Bay, I mean, he knows his offense like the back of his hand there, and he still can't figure out how to, how to get it done against his former team. He didn't even steal from himself. That's how stupid this man is. He doesn't deserve to be an offensive coordinator. He hasn't earned that right. And, and he, was I, given, I, he was given every chance to succeed, and he failed. So I kept, I'm not going to disservice my players as a coach and a GM by bringing back this person. I'm going to go into the locker room and say, hey, guys, you played great. I didn't put you in the best uh, position to succeed. That's my fault. I'm going to own that. And we saw Ryan Poles own that yesterday with the Chase Claypool trade and his little notebook of decisions that he, he looks back on. He, he owns his faults, and Getsy was a fault of both Flus and Ryan Poles. 
it's about time somebody admits it. I'd rather go ahead and dump him. You know, they dumped the Janoko too, which I mean, I found it a little strange, but at the same time, you have to look at uh, guys like Jim Dre. He took his job and he ran with it and made a good uh, tight end out of Cole Komet, where Janoko, I mean, he probably had a good relationship with Justin Fields. It looked like that on the field, but can he coach the quarterback position? I don't know. And that's the answer that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and Kevin Warren came up with when they made that decision to dump those other coaches. They can't do the job. So instead of, I mean, like I said, instead of just flushing everyone down the toilet, which would be a Band-Aid, they went in surgically and said, okay, he doesn't work. He works. He doesn't work. He works. So we're going to remove the two that doesn't work, and we're going to keep the two that do. It's like when you're a doctor. And you look at the guy and he's sick. So what's wrong with him? Oh, he's got a, a problem with his appendix. I'm not going to cut the guy's lungs out. There would but be no you, point in that. You you just said like a surgeon. So they went in like a surgeon. So a surgeon has to be able to put things back in place correctly. And, and I'm not. I, I don't think these are surgeons. Do you think? I, I think I think Poles is a surgeon. I, I think... Uh, if anything, I I I was curious if Flus was Pole's guy actually, and instead of he was just influenced to hire him, I think now it proves that it was his guy. But I, I in Pole's I do trust, but I don't think Flus is a surgeon. I don't think he's. You don't think he's competent enough to hire the correct OC? I do not, and I think this is this is going to be the same thing over again and again well, and again and again and again. And he's not totally making the decision in a vacuum himself. And right. Neither with Ryan Poles. I mean, they've said repeatedly that they go to Kevin Warren and the boogeyman that everyone thinks George McCaskey is. I, honestly, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yes, McCaskey is the chairperson of the Bears. Does he have any real power? Probably not. I mean, they go to him for advice and he says, okay, yeah. this, this is one thing, this is, this is the other. But at the end of the day, Ryan Poles makes that call. He's going to make the call on the offensive coordinator in conjunction with Matt Eberflus and Kevin Warren and input from George McCaskey and maybe even Ted Phillips. But granted, Ted Phillips just sits on the board and collects a paycheck anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right, this is here to stay, whether you like it or not. There's nothing else you can say. Hey, that rhyme. Yeah. At the end of the day, Matt Eberflus is here. He's going to at least get one yeah. more year, and then we're going to revisit it. And why do you think that a coach would not want to come here, uh, Shorty, based upon That's true. the position that Flus is in. I mean, because here's the thing. Their contracts are going to be guaranteed. So even if I'm only here, if I come here and the whole everybody get fired next year, if they sign me to a five-year contract, I got five years worth of money coming if they decide to fire me. So what, what makes you think that a coach would not want to come here? Because he would be banking on more than one season to do something with the offense to really help his resume. Actually, man, it's a good opportunity for an offensive coordinator because if he turns his team around, boy, he'll be hotter than the hottest piece of crap in the midday sun, brother. That's it right there. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, hey. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, sorry, Joe. Sorry, Steve. I hope you still want to be on next week, dude. Just shut up and laugh, everybody, would you? And Foster, to your point, I mean, you can look at other coaches and offensive coordinators throughout the NFL, and sometimes they only have one year on the resume for certain teams. So it's not unheard of that this happens. Right. But that's the thing. I mean, if I'm an up-and-coming, 
name, name, namely the two guys that we're connected to so far. If I'm up and coming like them, I have an opportunity to come to Chicago, get fields right, lead this team to a Super Bowl. Man, I'm a hot commodity for the next head coaching job. So, yeah, I'm going to jump on that opportunity, not to mention I'm also getting a pay raise. So, yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take that job. I'm going to absolutely take that job. So, yeah, I, I, I think your argument there is flawed because you're thinking that a guy who is looking for stability, the stability is I'm getting that check because once they sign me to this contract, even if they fire me, I'm still getting paid. So th- that's the stability. And it's and it's that prove it mentality, you guys. I mean, that's wow. that's the thing I like about Kubiak. I mean, this is a guy that he wants to take that step. He wants to you become a you became a bomb ass offensive coordinator, turn around a struggling team, and then all of a sudden you're like, boom, high commodity. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be a head coach just like my dad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, watch Shorty will be crying. Oh, we're, we're losing Shane Waldron, man. He was only here one year. He turned the offense around. No, I'm joking, dude. But, but you see what I'm saying? And, and that's where the nuance come in. And when you hire your offensive coordinator, have your quarterback coach good enough to where, hey, if he does succeed so much and get moved on, we can now move up our quarterback coach to take his spot. Okay. <laughs> We just yeah, it, 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 it is it, okay. You know, it sounds good to me, guys. And a lot of people didn't want this. A lot of people wanted Flus and everybody gone too. They wanted Harbaugh, or there's three or four names that people wanted, man. But it didn't happen. So we're, we're we have to play with the cards we're dealt. And it doesn't matter what the hell we say. Poles is going to make this decision with Flus on who the offensive coordinator is. It's not going to be Flus making that. They've already said. Yeah. I mean, I heard it on the score driving over here. That yeah. that Poles and Flus are collaborating on the offensive coordinator. It's yeah, he said that in the, uh, in, a, in a press conference. He said that to your point. Yeah. Paul. So, so I, I haven't caught everything the last few days, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm catching bits and pieces. Oh, you're fine. So, we understand. So Flus is here, and now now we need to figure out what the next step is, and that is hire an offensive coordinator because we have so many options with this pick on top of it. You can. I I'm open to hear anything. It doesn't mean I'll, I'll like it or agree with it, but man, give me every option you can. As I always say, the more options you give me, the, the more apt I'm better off to make a better choice for my team. And we've got, we're like in a great position. Wouldn't you, how can anybody see we're not in like such a great position with the draft picks? If we make the right trade with Washington and we trade, if we make the right trade with Washington and we possibly trade the 10 pick back a little bit, I know nobody's going to like hearing this, but we could end up with like a couple first rounders, a couple second rounders, two third rounders, maybe three fourth rounders. There's just, you got to look at the whole picture, dude. You got to, you got to take off the guy, your blinders and look at the whole thing for what it is, man. So, so really, and, and really start it off. go ahead, Joe. Who's saying that? What? Oh, I was going to say, Leo asked this question. I just wanted to bring this up for everyone to answer for him. Says uh, everybody in the panel wants Fields to stay. Go ahead. Everybody guys. on the panel wants to stay with Fields. Real factor won't ask that question. Question. Yeah, I'm I'm making a uh, a banner right now. I'm gonna have you guys in chat a- uh, answer this. All right. So, 
start. I, I guess starting with uh, Foster, we're gonna go around the go around the horn. Foster, do you want to stay with? Do you want to stay with Fields to stay? And if they and if they happen to pick up a quarterback in, in another round, like Joe had started to mention, I'm all game for that because I why not be why not be a factory to have players available that were so we draft and develop so well. I'd like to be a factory where we can afford to trade a guy coming into a contract instead yeah. of having to pay that dude. We save the money for the guys that we want to pay. I want to be a factory I, from quarterbacks on down. Draft. Oh, you know what? We got three quarterbacks, dude. Yeah. We'll trade you one. We want a second and a third for this guy. That's okay. who I want to be. So it's got to start somewhere and we're in the perfect position to do something like that. What you got, Walt? Okay, well, I, I do want to get to Foster's second statement where he's talking about bringing in a second quarterback. No, answer the question first. Oh, no, yeah. oh, no, no, I, no, I'm going to answer the question. I just want to say I want to get back to that later. I'm not going down that tangent right now. I mean, my number one choice is stay with, stay with Justin Fields. There you go, plain and simple. Joe? You're not changing coaches. You're not changing QBs. Potentially grab a QB later in the draft. Don't forget Tyson Bajant. While he didn't have the greatest, he wasn't ready yet, but he needs to develop, develop. I'm not giving up on him either. So I think they stick with Fields and Bajan and then maybe draft somebody later on. Shorty? Are you muted, Shorty? No, I'm not muted. This oh. doesn't answer. I'm just sitting here trying to stare <laughs> you in the eyeballs, PJ. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Am I am I allowed to change? Is he cool for that? He's got the right glasses. <laughs> am I allowed to change my mind in the future? Absolutely. I mean, I guess I'll okay. just call you our Greg Braggs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but Greg so Braggs is doing it like every like two minutes on the show. A little different. So, it sounds like your underwear yeah. must be crusty and full of stink, Walt, because you never change. Oh. Right? I don't know. No, 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 no. You're not. You're never. You're never allowed to change things. We're not letting in your you life, get a, Walt? You're not getting away from answering this question, Shorty. Are you sticking with Fields or no? Right now, in this in this current state of my Bears affairs, yes. <laughs> He's going uh, I, right now. I'm saying, right now, I'm saying, if you're going to change offensive coordinators, we are. And, and, and if you're still trying to figure out exactly what you can get out of your quarterback in year four with a third offensive coordinator, then just take the gift horse in the mouth and go draft the quarterback. Okay, you're still yeah. going to get picks for Justin. I right. might change my mind in in two weeks or two months, but that's how I feel right minutes. now. Uh, so it, it so won't be in two minutes. It's not going to be in two minutes. I can guarantee you that, my friend. I'll say this: I'll say stick with Fields. Reason why I say stick with no fields. shit. Well, I want to explain why. Here's the thing: if we stick with Fields, and to Joel's point, get a haul for these draft picks, we build a better team. By having a better team, we can then go further. And if you do it right, you can end up with three first-round draft picks next year. And if Fields is not the guy, you can go get your guy. 
But giving up on or giving, say you you want to you want to do the whole Caleb Williams thing or whatever quarterback you choose, and you want to go with him instead. So you do that. You are literally doing the wrench, wash, and repeat because you're never taking that time to develop. At some point, we got to sit up and say, you know what? No matter what quarterback we have, we have to fix him. We got we to gotta sit up there and have a system to where we can start doing like the Green Bay Packers, to where they started with the Magic Man, went to far, then to Aaron Rodgers, and now to a Jordan Love. They have a system in place to where they're uh, they constantly having a system to where they're developing quarterbacks. If we're not going to take the time and test this theory of let's develop this quarterback being fields to where we can get him right, to where we can start going from there, as opposed to, oh, let's just wrench, wash, and repeat. Let's start now. Fix fields. Show me a competent coaching staff, a competent, a competent atmosphere, and a setup to where, hey, we can get this thing right. We get it right, and now we can go from there. But if you just think that, oh, I'm not doing nothing else, I'm going to grab this uh, new quarterback and hope that this new coaching staff is going to be able to do uh, better with him because we ain't going to have it, be able to get you no help because we, we pass on the opportunity to get him help by uh, passing on these uh, other draft picks we can get. So we're just going to get Caleb Williams and another first-round draft pick that may be on the, even on defense. So we're really not helping him. So – how are we going to have him in a better position than we got Fields? I respectfully disagree because by by with that I mean rinse and repeat would be the same cycle of of getting a new offensive coordinator every couple of years for the same quarterback, um, drafting a quarterback that the next the next coach has to try to make something with and go oh it's not my guy. That's the same rinse and repeat cycle that we're on. Only, yes, we did not fire the head coach and ask some other head coach to go, you know, work with Justin Fields. And if they did draft Caleb Williams, that could potentially happen again. But my thinking is if you just you get the offensive coordinator and he sees what he can do with, with Caleb Williams, then you're not rinsing repeating. You're actually taking the first pick in the draft, which you have only had three times in your history, surprisingly back-to-back. It's a gift horse right in your mouth right now. And if we're sitting here in five years and Justin Fields is on a different team or out of the league and Caleb Williams is blowing up the league and he's won rookie of the year and a whatever else you want to add to that accolades, how are you all going to feel then? You're going to feel duped? Are you going to feel like – are you going to look back on yourself now and go, well, I gave everything that I had – to the same concept that they had bought into for decade after decade after decade, rather than thinking outside of the box. And this is, again, it's all opinions. This is just mine. I personally don't want to look. I, I, I think it would be better to look back in five years and go, well, we failed with the first pick in the draft than to say, well, we failed with trying to make Justin Fields work with a fourth or fifth offensive. Well, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. You, you, you're hung up on this first pick in the draft scenario. That's the whole thing. It's, it's like just, it doesn't happen often. But here's the thing, though: you can get a haul by getting rid of that first pick, you or can you get can get the guy Marvin that changes your franchise. 
What you ain't gonna have, I'm oh. telling you right now, Caleb Williams or Poor any Joe other Randall. quarterback is not going to change the trajectory of this team by himself. None of them are. So this team is devoid of talent to where we need these extra picks to get some more talent. And I'm not saying we're depleted as we were last year, but we still need more talent. So just bringing in one quarterback isn't going to change that. We That's need more time. talent. So get off the kick of, of thinking, well, because he's the number one guy, he's the number one pick, or we're going to be all of a sudden be so much better. No, we're not. We're That's not going to be that come much on. better. Come on. Come on. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. That's better. There we go. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Welcome Bears back Boston to the show. Joe Mandel and Walt Pesky. How you doing tonight, guys? What's going on, man? What do you think of blue, this, this, blue sticking and, and working for a new offensive coordinator? You got any opinions on maybe who we should get, Joe? <laughs> still, still loving Kubiak, man. And I tell you what, we we surely tuned into a, a world class bout, Shorty and PJ. I mean, wow. I mean, Shorty knocked himself TKO'd. He's gone. I don't know what happened. No, no, no. He didn't do it. I did it. I it was off screen, so I couldn't see. We, we had the moment. Come on, we are, we are gonna box it out. Come on, you guys ruined it. Because you guys, we could do this all. You guys, you guys should have your own show Sunday and just duke this out, okay? <laughs> can I can I make one DJ quick? Shirty. Please, please, oh, somebody please. else talk with us. I, all I wanted to say, Short, is you're talking. You're giving you're giving a lot of stock to the first pick in the draft. I think last year was pretty consensus that Bryce Young was the pick number one. Look how that worked out for Carolina. I'm not saying that Caleb Williams is on the same level. I mean, he may or may not be. The jury's out there. But uh, if if Carolina could take that back, I think they probably would. I, yeah, I want to throw I, in this, probably. man. If you- if you've got a good talent and you a good quarterback, he doesn't have to be great. He has to be good. A good a good quarterback with a solid mind, a decent arm, can make the throws, can run around the pocket a little bit. You surround the guy with some really good talent, you're going to win, dude. Joe Joe had said that. You started to talk about that earlier, Joe, because look at all the teams in the playoffs, man. The, the, <laughs> even like Philadelphia's, Philadelphia's terrible, but look at all the talent on that team. They're in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts ain't the greatest quarterback in the world. Look at his whole career. So, I don't know. Get get to retros. Uh, retros comedy. Clips. Yeah, it's this two dollars super chat. This is one of retros first super chats that wasn't an insult. So, thank you for for purchasing a non insult <laughs> retro. Trace Another Armstrong. Another first on BCP, Dan. Another first. <laughs> thank you for your two dollars super chat retro. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Trace Armstrong kept Floose, both Floose and Pulls agent. So, well, that's 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 a good point. I Trace Armstrong has a hell of yeah. Somebody said that before. Uh, Trace Armstrong's really running the show in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's been, that's that's been mentioned a few times over the last five six months, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Doug Van Doren's Leo, comment. He Leo. says, "Go ahead, Joe." No, Doug. I like he. He, he said, "Good point, Joel." I've never heard of him, but I. I he must have had some good comments. <laughs> I love That's the Last of Us. Don't you guys? 
The Last Absolutely. of Us, yeah. That was good. Where where, where where was this? Oh, I thought that was the one you're talking about. The retro uh, retro with the thing with Trace. Oh, he was talking to retro. Yeah. Oh man, PJ. PJ. We're having a great conversation in the chat. You know what? You know I love you, PJ. I know you do. Because you know I give you that bear hug. Oh God. Damn right. Yeah, you know. You know. You know. You know. (laughs) So Foster, I I, want to get to our conversation we were having earlier in the day. And uh, I think you talked about options and bringing in a second quarterback. Well, actually, no. First off, we got another Super Jeff Retro. Who is Nagy's agent? Trace Armstrong? Get out of here, dude. Really? Oh, no. $2 Super Chat. Thank you, Retro. Wow, really? So so why don't you, uh, Foster, just quickly explain what we were speaking on. Are you talking about my post on X? Is that where you want me to start? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I forgot who it was. Somebody uh, put up a post. Well, I can't remember her name. You guys all know. Everybody knows who she is if I can remember her name. So anyways, there was a post put up and it said, um, people are going to be really mad at me, but I I, I, I wouldn't mind if, if the, the Bears drafted, who was it? Michael Penix and Odunas, right? That was no the, that was, is that the no one you're talking about, I, right? I Walt? think so. I think the comment was JJ McCarthy. Oh, Please you're no right. Lefties. It was. It was JJ McCarthy as as because I'm mixing up. There was a couple of them, so I apologize. You're right. That was mm-hmm. about drafting JJ McCarthy in a later round. And my my expressed opinion was, I'm not upset or angry about it. Um, this thing's been a mess for 40 years for the most part anything to straighten it out. And then I, I think I made another comment on that, that I'm like to do whatever it takes to make it different. And I, then I even went into my rant about, I want to, I want to be a damn factory here where we've always got talent. So we've always got something at the draft line, draft the trade deadline to pull more picks in the draft. Okay. Um, yeah. Go on, go on, Walt. Go, get, go further at what I said. Cause if you remember more than I do, please tell me. Yeah, no, no, I was just I just wanted you to set the stage for it. So basically what you were saying was you know, we can go ahead and pick up another quarterback, sit him behind Justin Fields, and then whatever happens, happens. Develop right? him. Yeah. Develop him. That was one of the statements. Okay. So what I was getting at, I had this conversation with Bearski too. So if he does end up watching this, I, I told him that I did want to talk to him in show, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. He's got to work tonight. So yeah, more power to him. Now, the reason why I, I told you I'm not a fan of this is because a couple of things. If I'm going to build this team and I'm going to look at the quarterback situation from the eyes of a GM, I have to look at it like I'm walking through the woods. And there's only really two viable options that you can go to. And I'll explain why. You can either go with Justin Fields. You can go with either Caleb Williams or some quarterback in the draft, whoever it is. I don't really care who your preference is. Going in the middle is an absolute waste of time for a lot of reasons. It's a waste of time for Justin Fields. If you're going to just keep him, it's a waste of time for the quarterback that you're going to bring in. Why, you're going to ask me, why do I say this? You know, quarterbacks sit all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. If you're going to build a, quarterback, a, a team to win, and at least win now, because it seems like that's the way they're going. We can all agree on that. They want to win the Super Bowl within the next year, hopefully, two years. you got to commit one way or another. 
you can't half-ass this. You don't have that luxury anymore. No? You want to develop a quarterback? That's fine. Wait till Justin Fields is 29, 30 years old when he has a lot of experience under his belt and can impart that on a young quarterback. You know? If you want to bring a competition, you already have Tyson Bajan, like Joe was saying earlier in the show. So it, it would be silly both for Bajan and this other quarterback you bring in to have them both sit. I mean, yes, you can have three quarterbacks. Most people carry three quarterbacks. But that third quarterback's generally on the practice squad, sitting with the scout team, trying to figure things out, you know, to help uh, benefit the quarterback at the head of the uh, the depth chart, so to speak. So, I mean, you want an experienced guy as your third quarterback. Generally, it's a veteran like uh, Chase Daniels and Nathan Peterman we've seen. And then you have a transitional guy that can come in and win you games, if need be, like Tyson Bajan did. And you know I'm not a huge fan of Tyson Bajan. You know, I, I've been on this show plenty of times saying I don't think Tyson Bajan's the guy to start. He's a very capable backup. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think he definitely slots in behind fields really well. And there's there looks like there's a good repertoire between the two of them. But at the same time, I don't want to take a pick because to get a guy like J.J. McCarthy, you're generally going to have to either use a first, your first-round pick. I don't see him falling into round three or a second-round pick, right? Second. Yeah, second yeah, so let's just say you, you use a second-round pick. Do you have a second-rounder, right? Walt? Not right now. No. So if you don't make any moves at all, you're going to have to use pick nine or trade back a little bit and pick up an extra fourth or whatever, pick somewhere in the middle of the first round. That pick can go to something else to help better your quarterback. And then, like PJ was saying earlier, if Fields fails for whatever reason, whether it's his own uh, ineptitude or, you know, the team just falls apart, you can go ahead. If you trade that number one pick and pick up the hall, you could pick your own guy next year. Because we all know if Fuse fails this year, he's gone. So if we follow your, your logic thought here, Foster, and, you know, Bearski's on the same thing with you, if we pick that other quarterback, right? whoever it is, do we really want to bring the next head coach in and say, well, you know, he's got to inherit another quarterback. We're not going to, we're not going to take his guy. You know, that, that is the essence of rinse and repeat right there. I mean, I don't care which way you go at this point. Like I said, I'm, I'm for Justin Fields, but if they went with another quarterback, I support the team because I'm a bears fan. You know, I was still, you know, uh, follow Justin Fields because I think he's a good player. But is he the end-all, be-all for me? Like, would I leave the team if he left? Absolutely not. So what I'm saying is either way you go, you have to commit fully to that. You can't just take a step down the path and be like, well, I don't want to go this way, so I'm going to go this way. And I made the analogy to Bearski, which he didn't really understand. It's like you walk outside and you can either paint the fence or you can paint the shed. You only have enough paint to do one job. Now, you can half-ass it and have an unfinished fence and an unfinished shed, but what the hell is that going to do you? Right, you have to keep following the process. You have to commit 100% because you're doing yourself, your fans, the players, the coaches, all a disservice at the end of the day. And you know, I, I'd rather see you build a team around either quarterback, whether you build it around Justin Fields or you build it around a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. That's fine, but you're building that team. You're not going to hamper a quarterback. You know, if you pick one and just sits. So even still, like if you bring another quarterback and Justin Fields does great and this quarterback just sits there, 
that is now a pick you just flushed down the toilet that you could Why? have put someone else. You can't trade him? You can trade him, but his value is instantly depreciated as soon as he gets drafted. You're never going to recuperate that that's pick. That's true. That's true. Look at look at the Montez Sweat trade. He went, what, 18th overall, somewhere in that range, 18 to 28? We, in the, we the first round, either this, way. I, I didn't say I wanted to do this. I said that wouldn't no, piss no, me no, off. No, 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 no. I'll take I, all I, the I, options. I, I, and if they draft another quarterback by chance and bring him in, that's more competition in camp. Maybe he beats Fields in camp. I'm just making this up as I go. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's, that's a competition you're... thing, dude. I'm not saying they're going to even do it. I, you look at CJ's comment, two number ones and pass on a QB for another guy later in the draft, Cole will be booted. If he takes Caleb Williams and it's fails. A narrative. My, that, narrative, my whole narrative is any freaking option has got to be better than the shit we've been doing for 40 years because I'm sick of it. And, and I forget who was talking about earlier about um, uh, uh, the Green Bay situation. It's because it's we have not had a quarterback sit behind a Hall of Fame quarterback. The Green Bay has happened. It's happened two times in a row. So Green, Green Bay has got a good system in place. I mean, Brett Favre exactly, exactly. We do started. not. Where, where's your confidence in the system that we have in place? It's all to think that Green Bay does it like they did it in the seventies and the eight sixties and the set shit like they did it in the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, and the eighties, where a guy sat for three or four years before he even saw the field. Man, that's how it used to always be. Remember, Peach? Well, I think. I think what the what the the way to fix that issue is if you have instead of using your number one pick on a quarterback and hopefully thinking that you can have the right guy in place to do the right things with him with not as much talent as you could have by trading him. How about trading those picks, get talent around fields? Make sure your offensive coordinator is that guy who know how to now have a system in place that we can continually go with. If you do it that way, I think the chances are success is better because even if then Fields is not the guy, you got other players uh, around you that can help. Absolutely, help dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, freaking lutely. Yeah, I mean that that's 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 the part that's killing me is like you can actually build this team like Fields talk, I mean polls talk about and that and, and what's the biggest complaint about this team for a long time? The offensive line play. Right. And what is amazing in the draft this year? There's amazing offensive linemen in this draft. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so if you do that, you 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 now build this, you build this team up. So you got now this system in place with this offensive coordinator and this offensive coordinator coming to you next year, year after next, say, you know, feels not really taking us to that next level with this added draft capital and this offensive line. Now finally fixed, we can go and get the quarterback if that's what the deal is. But what San Francisco has shown us, we can take Mr. Irrelevant and put him in our system because we got the talent, we have the system, we have the coaches that can make Mr. Irrelevant a starting caliber quarterback for a Super Bowl team. So that, that's the point I'm making. We want to sit up there and just say, oh, get this quarterback. But getting this quarterback and you're going to have 
not as much talent. I'm not saying that, yeah, well, okay, we're going to have the third round draft pick, fourth round draft pick, but we're not going to be able to have as be able to get as much talent as we could by making those trades to where now we're hoping that Caleb Williams or Drake May is the guy to be better than what Fields was by getting the other guys now elevate their play. How are we going to do that? I don't know. But here's the other thing. Beyond the play, what about the personality of these quarterbacks? Are they leaders? Are they the type or are they fragile to where they're like Trubisky? Oh, the media is talking about me. Let's cut off every TV in the uh, Hallis Hall because I don't want to hear negative things about me. You, you got to think about those things beyond the fact of the talent wise, because that's the part you they really need to dig into. Let's see what type of personality, what type of work ethic they got. I mean, are they a Johnny Manziel? Are they a Mitch Trubisky type personalities to where they're not going to be able to succeed there? There's a whole other levels to this thing besides what you're seeing on Saturdays with their play. Well, can I, I have a question for each one of you guys, and I, I want you Brad. to pretend. I want you to pretend that you're wrong, okay? I want you to project into the future and pretend that you're wrong. Uh, I want to go around the horn here. I'll go with PJ. Joe Foster and then Walt Less. I want to know, PJ, what how will you feel in say five years if Caleb Williams is a the rookie of the year in his rookie season and he's gone to the championship game in the Super Bowl and maybe he's an MVP? And two years later from now, Justin is gone because this entire coaching staff failed him. How I just want to know it doesn't matter. What, okay. what What's your response to how you would feel looking at that happening to some let other me, team let me, as a Bears fan? Okay, let me, let me answer it like this, first of all. First of all, you have been saying that for a minute, but you yourself has not looked at it the other way on what if he's a bust. Now, after having said that, let me answer your question. Patrick well, no, no, you can't answer a question with a question. Answer my question. Patrick Mahomes. How do I feel about what he's done? Because that's basically what you're saying. We passed on Patrick Mahomes and went with Mitch Trubisky. I feel like, okay, that's had we had we traded uh, and been able to get more picks around that Mitch Trubisky time to where although Mitch Trubisky have failed, we still have more talent. That's the thing. Because even if we miss on Caleb Williams, I'm not mad at the C.J. Stroud, Stroud trade because we got Darnell Wright. We got yes, DJ yes, Moore. yes, 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 sir. I do have my 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 license and my registration. My please, may I please have your last name and your badge number? It's on the paperwork. You have not answered my question, PJ. How how would you feel? I'm telling you how I feel. I'm feeling like if we if we have the other players around missing on that quarterback. We can fix that by getting another quarterback. But we, no, th we that's have not the more talent. To the question. No, how would I feel? You're skating around the question. How would you feel if Caleb Williams became and if he if he was the rookie of the year in his first season, lit up the league, he went to a couple championship games and won a Super Bowl, and Justin Fields was out of the off the Bears in two years with the new coaching staff coming in? How would you feel if, about the that situation? Same way I feel about Patrick Mahomes. 
No, Patrick Mahomes was not supposed to be drafted that high. Nobody projected him to be drafted that high, dude. But the but the but the results are the same. He is a two-time Super Bowl champ. He's an MVP. So that's how I feel about him. It's like, okay, we missed on him, but the only difference is in the scenario we're talking about, we would have more talent. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be upset. Oh, man, it's the end of the world because we missed on Caleb Williams. Okay, we missed on him. But we got other talent. We got Marvin Harrison Jr. We got these other players that now make this a better team. So I'm not going to be that mad to where I can be like San Francisco and go get Brock Purdy with Mr. Irrelevant and have him run the ship. That's what I'm saying. I'm not putting all my eggs in the one basket of this quarterback guy having to be the guy because we've seen that by passing on Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that's your answer. Joe, yes. what's your answer? <clears throat> my answer is I don't think it matters, and I'll tell you why. There's two good quarterbacks, and I'm seeing some comments in the in the in the in the chat about May. Whether or not Caleb Williams goes on and and say he he's he's amazing, and we don't get we don't you know get anything out of Fields, we're still as PJ said we we we're getting a lot of talent. We're going to get a lot of talent in return. This guy is being viewed as a generational talent, okay? And people are talking about that, and I don't think that's a that's a, not a surprise to anybody, but. Because when you get that word generational talent, that means there's going to be a haul to come back for it. There's always going to be another quarterback. We need to develop in other places of this team. The offensive line needs to improve. We need more weapons down the field. All that stuff's going to help Justin Fields. I'm not I'm not sold that even if Caleb Williams came here, it's, it's just like if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Bears all those years ago. He's not, he wouldn't be the same guy now if he started his career on the Bears. The same could be said about Caleb Williams. So, for me, I wouldn't really give a shit. Okay, fair enough. It was Foster was next. Foster, how would you feel if, if Caleb Williams became I, I a superstar? Be, I, would, I would not be happy because it would be like just like, uh, man, where do I start? Uh, Warren Moon, Mahomes. There's probably 20 quarterbacks if I sat here and could think going back over 40 years that we should have taken that we didn't. So I'm with these guys, dude. I hate to say this. You build the team, man. I can find a quarterback. I will find one because there's going to be one in a draft, whether it's next year, the year after. How the hell did Geno Smith throw for 4,000 yards his first year with Seattle? It wasn't Geno Smith, it's the team around him and the coaching. And who was the offensive coordinator? We've got Shane Wall. We've got to take, as a matter of fact, he was for his first season too, man. He's the guy that probably turned uh, Geno Smith's career around. So so the goal now is to find the right offensive coordinator that uses the West Coast offense, similar to what we have, but make the adjustments for Justin and not just keep staying in the box that Getsy was in. So this ain't going to be – it should – with Justin Fields on the field, it should not be the same offense that everybody else is running with this West Coast offense. It should be more Lamarish, man. I watch Every time I watch Lamar, I'm going, man, Justin could be as good as this guy. He could be better than this guy. That's Maybe, maybe I'm blind, but that's the no. way I see it when I watch him play. So Very similar, Foster. And if we don't 
if it doesn't work out, that was part of my scenario walk. I'm, I'm not even saying I would do that. I'm open to anything that polls can come up with because I trust the guy. I look at his record, what he's done in the short time he's been here, man. And I just trust in his opinion, man. So the option, but it's it's trade that pick, man. Get the hall. Get the and hall. remember, guys, real quick, the offseason, nobody wanted to pay Lamar Jackson. Right. Now look at him. <laughs> Right. So, or, or draft him, by the way. That's, that's the yeah, other, that too. The other thing. Right. That's the other – because he was throwing for – man, he was terrible because he was throwing for, what, 150 yards a game? That's just – come on, man. You can't have a quarterback like that hanging around the NFL. <laughs> Sarcasm. Right. Take the hall, man. Fix fix the damn offensive line. Go out go out and sign a free agent. I don't care if it's center. That's going to be hard to do. Uh, a guard. Draft a couple guards, draft a center after you sign the free agent on top of it. And before, before man, we need depth. Go ahead, Joe. Before before Walt answers that question, I know it's Walt's turn next. To the point about drafting another quarterback later on, like Joe JJ McCarthy or somebody like that. Instead of drafting that quarterback, that mean draft right. somebody for your offensive line that fits in. BB. <laughs> I think you're muted, Joe. Sorry, it's 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 all I was gonna say real quick is that it's like the Dallas model. They built up their offensive line. They had Dak. Yeah, so just want to point that out. It's Walt's turn, right? Yeah, go ahead, Walt. You got the mic. Okay. Go ahead and repeat your question again, Jordy. What would you, how would you feel if Justin Fields was gone and off the Bears in a couple of years and defunct and not doing anything else? And Caleb Williams was lighting up the league, and we had the, we were sitting there with the number one pick, but we decided to trade that pick away. We're talking about we're talking about I'm talking about in two or three years, we're sitting here with a new head coach trying to see if we can make the playoffs again. And meanwhile, Caleb Williams is lighting up the league. How would you feel? Okay, and can I flesh the question out even further? Uh, can I ask if we, uh, in that situation, traded the number one overall pick, got the haul, and then used those picks elsewhere? Wait, say that again? In the situation you're describing to me, did we trade the number one overall pick and then picked up the haul of picks? Last year. Uh, no, this oh. coming year. No, we draft. We no, we we passed on. Yeah, yes, we did. We did that. Yes. Okay, so we passed on the quarterback. We traded the number one pick to, you know, Patriots or Commanders or whoever. Right. All right. Um, you know, if that happened, uh, I'd be fine with it. And the reason why I'm I'm being kind of blase about it is because, at the end of the day, as a GM in that situation, I went off and I built I built the best team around Justin Fields. You know, I gave him the tools, and for some reason, it didn't work out. You know, and it happens. It does. And I, I can honestly say that I, 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 I tried my best, and he tried his best, and for some reason it didn't work. Whatever that reason is, I did it, and I can sleep at night that way. And it, it wouldn't bother me, honestly. Like, okay, it happens. You know, Caleb Williams went off and did whatever, whatever. Good, more power to him. I don't care. He's not and, on my team. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what they do to me. And, I don't care if he won. And while, while Caleb Williams went off and did that, we built up our offensive line, and we've been in the playoffs every year. I mean, what what did we do while Caleb Williams did all this? Did did we do nothing? Did the team fall apart? Because I don't see it happening if we've got 
three, four draft picks out of this one pick. All right, I got a question. Hey, man. But 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 if your team is starting over again in two years and you're like back to square one of still losing to Green Bay twice a year and they're yeah. winning the division and I'm Caleb bullied. Williams is balling out somewhere else, you guys aren't going to go. Well, shit, we had that first pick right in our lap. I'm me because I could be doing this every week for like 35 years straight. Well, we will be. But the thing is, what does San Francisco do when uh, uh, Trey Lance didn't work? Did Foster pull himself? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Foster did, okay. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, so I, I don't get it. So let, let us ask you this, let us ask you this question, Shorty. How would you feel five years from now, or whatever the time frame is, that we draft Caleb Williams and he turns out to be a bust, and Fields go on and become that MVP guy? How would you I, I would say that it would be the first time it happened in the history of the NFL, and I'd be happy with it because it has never happened before. And at least we gave the shot with the number one pick. It never happened before. Who named me one quarterback that was drafted in the first round, failed with his team, and became a Hall of Famer and won a Super Bowl on another team? Steve Young. Matthew Stafford. Steve Young was not a first-round draft pick. Matthew Stafford was already a superstar when he was traded. But he still didn't do it with his team. So in a sense, he failed. But was, the, the end goal of the Lions was to win the Super Bowl. They did not do that. So they failed in their end objective. Matt Stafford got pissed and wanted to leave the team. Went to the Rams. First year, they end up blowing their entire draft budget to build this super team around him. For but but Matt, 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 Stafford, Matt Stafford didn't technically fail on his first team. He did. He had, he had good numbers. Go Breeze! He had he had good numbers. He had, he had good he had good numbers. Yes, but that's not what we're saying. Drew Brees was was a second round pick. PJ, and the point the, the thing Corn, I'm saying is Cor, Cornelius Squalls pointed out that Doug Williams was one of that's a that was a that's actually I named I named Doug Williams. But the and, the thing I'm and, saying uh, is if you if the, the the question basically is if you get this you draft your quarterback with this first pick and he doesn't pan out and Fields. Uh, does and even if let's say field doesn't pan out the bottom line is if your guy that you want to give up passing on the hall passing on a decent quarterback if he turns out to fail how would you feel it, i mean it, it, it depends on all the draft picks we could possibly get for that pick no obviously. no 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 according uh, your scenario you draft caleb williams i guess i'm assuming that's who you would draft so yeah. you draft Caleb Williams, and in three years, Caleb Williams is not that guy. He's a bust. How are you going to feel? And Justin Fields goes to his next team, and he even sucks if Justin Fields doesn't, uh, if he doesn't um, pan out, I, but, I I would I would be totally fine with it because I would have at least have known that we put our balls on the table and tried, rather than yeah. rather than perpetuate the same motion of. Let's put replace our balls this, on the table and try this, play, what? this piece, and let's replace put, put, this coach. And but put our balls on the table and tried what though? To go after to, to actually use the first pick to draft a quarterback. See, that's what you're hung up on. That's what I keep saying. You keep being hung up on the fact that we got to go after the number one quarterback. A court in the Justin Fields draft, we had they had 
three quarterbacks to go before him. <laughs> With that logic, what would we be? I mean, it's a flawed logic just because they're projected to be number one, Bryce Young. So far, he hasn't been that guy. Oh, Let's come go. on. Bryce Young wasn't even comparable to Caleb Williams' stature coming out of the draft. Come on. Bryce Young was the pick of the draft last year. But he wasn't I never, like – I never saw it. But he Bryce was the Young, guy, dude. Like, he, of course, he was the top He was the top pick in the draft. But he wasn't like somebody that everyone had been watching from like day one to see how like great he would get. And then, you know, it, him, him proving on the stage – how great he was, as much as okay. Caleb Williams Man, having any fun yet, Joe? <laughs> Foster, or I, I should say, uh, the whole time. What was that quarterback right. for LSU name? I love this guy. The one who went to the uh, Raiders. What's the question? You talking oh, about um, Jamarcus Russell? Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Wow, what a great draft pick! Biggest bust. One of the was, biggest. Was he or was he not? The number one overall pick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's look at Johnny Manziel. Ryan Leaf. You want to go Ryan Leaf? Come on. Let's we just can, go right to Ryan can. Leaf. So the point I'm the point I'm making is you're you're being stuck on the fact that this guy's draft position may be number one, and therefore you want to take that chance because he's number one. Just because he's number one doesn't mean he's going to work out. That's why I'm. That's why I was saying earlier. You have to look at the other intangibles. Yes, he's a very talented player, but we don't know what the other intangibles he has is. So just to automatically assume that he's going to be that guy, I can't say that. I just can't say he's going to be that guy. Same same reason thing I was saying last year. We couldn't say they were going to be the guy. And, and, and if I'm being tr totally truthful with you guys, in the last 25 years, there's been two quarterbacks that I said was that guy. Peyton Manning, when he came out, and Andrew Luck. Every other quarterback that came out, I'm like, eh, they, they could succeed. They could, but I'm not sure. But those two are the only two. So I don't have that vibe with Caleb Williams or anybody else in this draft that, oh, they are that guy. So if me saying that, that's why I'm saying I can give up that uh, first-round pick, I mean that first overall pick, and get a haul. Because I don't think none of them is that guy. Fair, fair enough. Doug Van Dorn says historically, Shorty, the highest ranked quarterback in the draft, especially number one pick, never actually works out. The odds of hitting on that is like less than ten percent. Don't act like it's a hundred. It's actually like forty-five percent. So forty-five. Four and a half out of every 10 first round quarterbacks hit. You better yeah. look at the last, you better look at the last first round, first number one pick quarterbacks for the last 24 seasons since Manny. It actually, uh, the number was, I, I saw it went back to like the them. 70s. There's only two of them that have won a, a Super Bowl, and it's the Manny brothers. That's it. There's only two of them that have succeeded in the last 20, whatever it is since, uh, since Peyton was drafted. There's only, I think there's seven or ten quarterbacks, eight or ten quarterbacks drafted number one in 25 or 26 seasons, and only two of them have won Super Bowls, and it's the Manny brothers. So what you're, trying to, Super Bowl. what you're trying to tell me here is that you guys are succeeding in talking me off a ledge. 
No, well, you, you could keep you could keep your number one pick idea. I'm just tell, I'm telling you where I'm at. These guys have told you where they're at. I think we should move on because we've been on this for an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, we've changed. Bro, the Bro's got to get up sometime, man. I'd like to hear him talk more too. Oh, what? I just woke up. Sorry. <laughs> you got Bill in bed eating a sandwich, listening to the rest of the show like last time. <laughs> He's got a green my eyes screen. Open. He just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should, should we get back to like what? What? What do we need? What's the most important position on the team right now that we need to fix? Center. Center. I, I could say that. What do you think, Joe? Center, and then I think we need to get a top wide receiver to pair with DJ Moore. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's 1A, 1B, man, right there, in my opinion, too. Uh, and then I'll run down the list, man. I, we need we need another guard. We're having too many problems at guard, man. It's been an entire season of a, a guard issue, one side of the line or the other. With Tevin being out, I know he had a terrible game the last game. He's still our best offensive lineman right now. Hopefully Wright's going to step up. And you heard Poles talk about he, he he said good things about Braxton Jones. So do you think he's going to go draft a tackle in this draft? Well, I think he did I mention think, I think Braxton needs a competition. He did. That's exactly what he mentioned was to maybe possibly bring in some competition for him. But is that going to be Joe Alt or a top tier pick? Probably not. You'll probably more than likely see a late round offensive tackle come in as competition. Third, third, fourth round. You thinking? Maybe depends but on the center. I think I think to answer your question, uh, what are our needs? We need a center. We need offensive line help, being a guard, being a tackle, even if it's just for competition for the other guys. We also need a defensive end. We also need a defensive tackle. We need a safety. So there's several things we need. We just don't need a quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, like I said last week, dude, when people are saying we're four or five guys away, I said, no, we need 10 fucking, we need 10 more good players right now. 10. And a competent offensive coordinator and staff. (laughs) Otherwise, it doesn't even matter if we draft all the guys on offense. I wouldn't go as far as say 10, Foster. I mean, I think if you switch out the center to somebody comparable, it'll also (laughs) help your guards. Well, I'm going to stop you right there because we did this. I started talking about depth. Soon as we got into depth. It's oh, it's ten guys. I know. I, 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 I get where you're going Not with the depth. Years I was gonna. That, that's irrelevant. But I was gonna get to your 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 depth. You're saying we need another guard. We have to Tyree Carter sitting on the inactives. So there, there's depth on the Why roster there in that position. I don't know. I don't make those decisions. Well, they they've been but, put into game situations and haven't performed. Our depth. Well, I mean, you had you had Cody. Three different guys. Three different guys at center snapping the ball. All of them. All three of them. Not good. So our depth that, shit why, at that position. That, that's why I'm saying that position needs to be refined. And with refining oh, that's, the that's center depth. Position, that's part of my 10 guys. It's not four guys to fix this team. No way. I'm not Go even ahead. Get a, get a center, a wide receiver, a defensive end, and a safety. That's not going to fix this team. Let, let's quickly push the depth away. Let, let's start with the starters, right? So we'll get there. <clears throat> you, you bring in your center, whether it's Connor Williams or whether it's a rookie or, you know, somebody else that comes up. You know, we've talked about different options. That the center is generally the the line caller, am I correct? You know, he calls out the the shifts and all that. So if if you have an inherently flawed Not individual at the center though. calling the actual movement, you know, like a Lucas Patrick or a Dan Feeney or a Cody Whitehair, everyone else around them 
more often than not, their immediate left and right, which would be the inside guards, are going to run into an issue. So you need that center to help your guards. If they're not helping your guards, their flaws are going to show out a whole lot more. So guys like Nate Davis. I mean, Nate Davis was no slouch from Tennessee. He was good. He had an off year. That could be a lot of stuff, though. That could be, you know, mental issues and in other things, you know, that we're, we're not privy to. I don't think it's a lack of Definitely. talent. You know? So once you figure that out, depth is, is, is a little different. You could find depth everywhere. You don't have to draft depth. You can. You can also look out in the free agent market and find veterans on easy deals. There is a list every year on NFLTradeRumors.com uh, of hundreds of free agents that are just sitting there right for the taking. All positions. You could bring somebody like that in. You know, and this is not the same position. I don't but want a, I, somebody like that. I want a depth guy who's going to become a starter so that when the next guy's going into his big contract, we can trade him and get a draft pick back. That, you that's can't not do that with half that stuff. No, it's not. That's but not you can do a, we can certainly do a better happen. job than we've done. Unfortunately. You know, that, that that's unfortunately fantasy land to happen all the time. Most of the time you're going to bring in a veteran to either as a mentor for a younger player that is in the starting role and he can grow into that, or you're going to bring him just as a stopgate. You know, this whole thing, <laughs> where we're going to draft every single position. Like, yeah, on paper, that is nice. Don't get me wrong. I, I would agree with that 100% what you were saying. Hold on a second. I got to know, what do you guys have for dinner tonight? How about? I'm, I'm, I'm having had, I had dinner like three hours ago. <laughs> I'm thinking about some fish and spaghetti. <laughs> I got you, I, well, I, but I want to be like I want to be like the Patriots were, dude, when they could trade away quarterbacks because they had an extra quarterback. I was. Go ahead, Joe. I was at a restaurant in my area, PJ, not that long ago. I don't know if you guys talked about this on the show. I sent a screenshot to Shorty and to the Foster. They had catfish and spaghetti on the menu. Thank you. You said that was in the Midwest, right? In Michigan. Yep, it's in Michigan. Thank you. It did. That, that's all I'm, I'm saying. Still not ordering it, but you know, <laughs> I'm saying though, it's, it's, the, the, it's the thing. So, so I, the point I'm making is, it's 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 within the realm of possibilities. Some people eat that. That's all I've been saying. I mean, it was when I first brought it up, it was like, what? Never. What? No way. People do eat that. No, I was the only I was the only one who stood by you because we do master trolley, man. You gave me shit about having master trolley with my cat. Let's see if I can get this to focus. There you go. Uh, yep. Uh fish and spaghetti on the menu. No, I remember this picture. Yeah, we, did, we did we did talk about it, Joe. We did we did bring it up. Yeah. I, I think we brought up when you were on the show last with us, actually. No, no. Perhaps. I don't know. No, because it was after that. We talked about it on it like Two weeks after he sent it to me because I was doing shit. And then he sent it to you, Shorty. I never got, I forgot about it. And then we talked about it for like two minutes on one of the shows a couple weeks later, Joe. I know, I know we did. Well, Man, one I, of these I, days we'll have to meet up there, Foster, and we'll try it together. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And if something happens, man, we go down to Peoria and take out the uh, PJ. We That's both right. get sick or anything. <laughs> PJ, I got to tell you. I was laughing hysterically in the background. I don't know if you saw me, but I was I was laughing so hard after your last comment when you ended it and like everyone else took it over and you're like, the last thing we don't need is a quarterback. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> Joe, Joe said it earlier. We already have Tyson uh, Bajan. So we already have that competition. I mean, for us to go get another quarterback at some point, well, that's what, for them to be on the practice squad? I actually wanted to ask you guys that question. Do you think that Tyson Bajan, can, his arm strength can get stronger? Yes. Okay. Uh, definitely. It, it can, but if he hasn't started on it now, then there'd be no point. That's what I'm I'm thinking. I keep it. absolutely it can, but if we if, if there's an extra pick that we pick up somewhere that, that polls has a guy he likes, you upgrade at that position and possibly you could trade Bajan because there's teams that'll take him. Everybody doesn't want field, but yet my guy in my guy in Washington said they take fields. My guy in Jet in New York said the Jets would take fields. Two guys in Atlanta told me they get trade them, we'll take them. So I'm just saying <laughs> people, people there ain't no shortage of wanting of fields in the league if he's going to go that route. But he's not, I don't think. Illinois Jones lives in Peoria. Nice. But yeah, to, to, to my uh, to what I was saying, Foster, like when I'm looking at the draft in terms of, you know, different rounds, those first, you know, four, maybe even five rounds, I'm going to try and get a starter out of it, if at if all possible. You know, six and seven, we don't really have those this year. As right now, at least, those are just projects. And if they end up, you know, not making the, the club at the end of the year, who cares? You know, it, 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 you can always find depth. That's the probably the easiest thing to find because depth is just a perspective of what people see it as. So, what is depth to you and to me and to Joe and to PJ and to Dan is all different, completely different. But to, to you, to. To argue your point, though, Walt, the only depth piece I say is essential would be an offensive guard because of Jenkins' injury injury history. So I would have to have a real good depth piece with him. I mean, yeah, the other so, ones to your point, yes. So, yeah, right now that depth piece is Cody Whitehair. He's not going to be back on this team next year. Let's be real. He's gone. Right. So do you can, in theory, slot in Jatiri Carter. He looked fine in the preseason. He looked okay, minus some reps in the Washington game that he came in when uh, you know Jenkins was first coming back. So there you go. I mean, you you can't carry all these pieces. So somebody's got to go somewhere, right? You could carry maybe one, two, maybe three extra offensive linemen at a time. You know, so you got you got to make your choice. Now, like like I said, safety paramount at this point. That it has changed. That'll help the offensive line immensely. Yesterday, it looks like Ryan Poles gave, and Matt Eberflus too gave Braxton Jones the thumbs up. I don't see us taking a tackle in the early rounds. Like I said, maybe you want to go for one later on. I'm fine with that. I know we, we still got to figure out what we're going to do with Larry Bourne. Does he stay? Does he go? We don't know. Safety? Uh, Eddie Jackson's got to go. I, 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 like Eddie, I like Eddie Jackson, but I think the game is passed him by. Uh, you know, his tackling is subpar. I mean, it kind of always has been, but you definitely have seen it this year where he's just kind of whiffing on easy tackles. Now, that could be slightly fixed with the right coach, but the D-backs coach is, is pretty good, so I think it's more an Eddie Jackson problem. So you pick up there, you have Elijah Hicks and I think Kendall Williamson as your depth pieces already on the roster. Williamson is on the practice squad, though, but, you know, he could be called up. And I thought Hicks has been fine. You know, cornerback, you're looking good. You have Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith. You, you can't really go anywhere with that. You, you re-sign JJ, and, you know, that's locked in. You have Tyreek Stevenson blowing up, possibly defensive rookie of the year, hopefully. 
And then you have the the debt piece in Terrell Smith. You know, quarterback, you have Tyson Bajan. Running back, you have Rashawn John, uh, Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert. Maybe Deontay Foreman, but I don't see him coming back. You know, so there's debt pieces around. It's trying to get those impact starters now that we're missing. So we, we need a center. We need a safety. Um, you know, another defensive end because Yannick ain't coming back, unfortunately. I mean, he wasn't all that great to begin with. You know, on paper, he was fine, but it just didn't work out here. Rasheem Green is gone, so you need at least two ends there to fill a role. Defensive tackle, you're doing pretty good on. You know, you have Zach Pickens, you have Gervon Dexter, you have Andrew Billings, uh, Justin okay. Jones. I, I like him, but, you know, he's probably gone. It's the last year of his contract. Uh, you know, I think Dexter can slide into his position. You know, if you want to go and find a nose tackle of the future, depending on what happens with uh, Andrew Billings, does he continue this upward trend or does he revert to what happened in uh, the Cleveland and uh, what are, where are the Raiders now? You know, you could pick up a guy like – you could grab a tag team in LSU, Mason Smith and uh, uh, Wingo. You know, Wingo is uh, – they ran him out of the nose in LSU, and Mason Smith was a dominant three-tech. So they can even slide in in terms of draft picks. So you're getting like a starter and possible depth too with those kind of picks. Uh, what's Jake passing? Uh, do you think what do you think about signing uh, Daniel Hunter and Brian Burns? Uh, Brian Burns isn't bad. I think he's young enough to where he fits the mold of the team. Uh, Daniel Hunter is a uh, an excellent player, but you know he's on that same timeline as Sweat, where he's around 28, 29 years old, and and now it's going to start to you know fall down the cliff a little bit. So if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd say Brian Burns, J2K. I would say this, though. I, um, I think we need a lot more players. I mean, you may consider them depth, but I, I would say players that can actually challenge for starting positions, be it like you need a three technique, be it ch- challenge for the, with Jervon or – be the depth to Javon, but you need someone there. So you're going to have to spend a high draft choice on him or free agency. Defensive end, uh, even a safety for sure. So that's three on the defense. Then if you go to the offense, a running back. I'm not sold on any of our running backs being that guy. I think they're all decent, but none of them's that guy. Wide receiver. We need a second wide receiver. We need a second tight end. We need, like I said, an offensive guard that can replace Tevin when he gets hurt. A, 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 a left tackle that can challenge uh, Braxton Jones. So those are about, what, eight players that I can name off the top of my head that has to be good enough to start. So, so Joe, what, what do you got here? Because Steve, Steve Zim is going to be on the show next week with us, guys. Uh he says there is no depth on this team. The moment anyone is injured, they are exposed. What do you, what's your take on it, Joe? He's muted. <laughs> yep. Uh, good old mute button. Love it. Uh, <laughs> I think. Coach uh, Tuccini. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm here for real. I'm just messing. <laughs> But uh, no, I think it's true, and I think really you have to draft around that, and you have to to build a, a better, balance, more balanced team. Um, listen, I think you guys talked a lot about wide receiver. There's we're gonna have to draft some, and I think they're gonna sign some in free agency. And there's some names out there 
in free agency at the wide receiver position that people aren't thinking about, right? Marquise Brown could possibly be a good fit with DJ Moore. You know, a guy like who had an unproven, underwhelming season in Calvin Ridley. Again, these are all guys that they're, they're going to take money, but they're not going to take DJ Moore or Mike Evans' money. So, you know, I, I think you need to have depth at wide receiver. You need to have depth on the offensive line. Um, the defense has been the most solidified part the second half of the season. And I think you have to have a backup quarterback that's ready. Tyson Bajan, I love him. I think he could potentially develop into something. But he was he ready to start this year? Absolutely not. I don't think, looking back at it, that the P.J. Walker move was potentially the right move. I mean, again, I'm not saying he's that much better, but he's more experienced. Uh, I like Bajan, but I think you need to get a better backup QB, whether you draft him or you sign him in free agency. I, I don't know, but. I think I'm, I agree with Zim. I think it's it's a problem and that this team needs to address depth for sure. So what, why do you think Marquise Brown would be a good pairing with uh, DJ? Well, DJ is the fast, explosive guy. He can get you deep. He can get you in the middle of the field. And Marquise Brown's the guy that's going to beat you deep. And he's kind of like – and I, it's hard to make this comparison and see it, but it, this is how I feel about it anyway. He's he's like Debo Samuel, but on a way shittier team. And he's kind of been like that. I mean, he he was better when he was with the Ravens. But I, I think this is a guy that, you know, with the right – well, if we get someone from San Francisco like we're talking about, potentially mm-hmm. with Kubiak, I could see that kind of fitting into the scheme and fitting into the way that this team could spread out the ball. Pair that with drafting Marvin Harrison Jr., and you've got a really dangerous wide receiving core. Oh, okay, so so you're not saying like him being like a DJ. I'm I'm sorry, a uh, Darnell Mooney, because that's no. what he kind of reminds me of. And seemed Marquise like Darnell, yeah, seemed like Marquise Brown reminded me of Darnell Mooney, and Darnell Mooney and mm. DJ Moore did not coexist. Seemed like. Yeah, I mean, I see a comment from Mo Beerman that Mo Hollywood is hurt every season, and part of the thing with that is he's an elite talent, but this is going to drive down his price. I don't think he's going to be because of that. His number gets lower. Right. Right. And if you drive, if you draft Marvin, this is the depth that I'm talking about. I mean, if you have Marvin Harrison jr. To go with DJ Moore, then you have Hollywood and then you have, you know, guys behind them that can, can help there. There's a lot of other free agents. We can go through that at another time. I don't have to go through the whole list, but, and Calvin Ridley is another one that, you know, could be a big, payoff but he looked kind of crappy this year but again he's rusty coming back to football so do you well, think Hollywood that, would probably no. be better to have on the field than Trent Taylor <laughs> do you think do you think Hollywood would be more expensive than Mooney and do you think Mooney is or do you think he would have a better role than what Mooney would have he'd have a better role than Mooney I think he'll be more expensive than Mooney because Mooney hasn't really shown us anything frankly mm. and it is a heavy wide receiver draft that's true yeah. he, he did show, he, he showed us for one year but yeah i get you brown is a decent player but he's he's five foot nothing pretty much he's a five nine you know i mean you're gonna go out and you're probably gonna get a marvin harrison jr to feel like that big body chase claypool type but at the same time I'll give Tyler Scott at least another year 
you know, going into this year, the benefit of the doubt, maybe save some money. I mean, his replacement kind of already in house. I mean, Hollywood Brown would be nice, but is he? In, do you need to get him? I don't know. Yeah, see, that's where I differ. I, I would, I would just rather stick with Mooney, being that guy. If I got DJ uh, Marvin Harrison, I'll stick with Mooney and have him, Mooney and uh, Tyler, battle, battle out for the slot position. But because I don't want to spend that money on Hollywood and his injury history, and then him being the third wheel anyway, if not the fourth wheel with Komet. I don't think Hollywood's going to be that expensive. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say, I I really don't think Hollywood would be that expensive, frankly. But more expensive than Mooney. You might be more expensive than Mooney at this point, PJ. (laughs) Hey, you you, you get what you pay for, brother. That's all I say. You get what you pay for. <laughs> um, I think Mooney punched his ticket out at the end of the year, honestly. So do I. I don't think he wants to be here either. At, at that point, when all that stuff started going down, and, and the whether right or wrong, his actions, I, I just I just don't think that he wants to be here because he's not gonna be who he thought he was gonna be in this with this particular team, man. Could be wrong. They could they could square that all up, Walt. We could be wrong. Polls could sit down and talk and say, "Look, man, we're going to bring you back at this rate. This is going to be a prove-it year. Show us what you got, because we'll put you in the system. But it's up to you to do something about it." Before before we jump back, I just want to address Steve May really quick. Uh, we've already talked about this, so if you want to go back and watch earlier in the show, go ahead. But I that, suggest I you don't. <laughs> real, 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 real quick one, one last note on Marquise Brown I just, and then I'll be done talking about him uh, he's never had a season with under three touchdowns so I just want to put that out there I think that's a really valuable stat when it comes to him um, he's been in the league for five years his lowest season was three touchdowns his highest was eight hey Joe I, I'm changing the subject real quick but that's fine what do you think of Jonathan Allen I'm Have you uh, did any research on him at all? Because I'm thinking about him in a trade scenario with the Commanders, and how would he fit being the three technique to come to compete with? Uh, well, not compete, but to have Javon behind him, but him being that three technique. So, what is your ideas on that? I I, I don't hate it. I I think it's something that it, it's that depth that we talked about, right? Right. It's kind of getting a. a helping nurture that defense to where it needs to be. So I, I don't hate it. And I think we're going to have a lot of conversations with the commanders that could potentially be in a package for a first round pick as well. So I think you'll see multiple first rounders. You'll see a couple players tossed in there. I I, I love it, PJ. I actually like that. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. that too, PJ. I, I, He's I only 28 years old, by the way. Yeah. Right. He's, he's right in sweats timeline. My only concern is the problem. I, I think he's averaging $14 million a year. His cap number is 21.5 next year. Yeah. He, he, I knew that's, it was more than that. That's because of the signing bonus that he already got, though, I believe. I think he's actually, the hard money he's getting is only like 14 one year, then 15 another year. And because he's only signed through 26, I believe. He signed through, yeah, through 26. His base salary is 14 million. You're right there. 
but once you add up all like the roster bonuses and then whatnot, it comes out to twenty one five even. It's like eight percent of the entire uh, commander salary cap right now. And then it goes to twenty three and twenty five. No, that's okay. what I was gonna say. Steve's got it under you. You work out some sort of a deal where they're gonna pay at least a major portion. Yeah, of it. you'd you'd have to. And and you do that, and you, and a lot of people are gonna hate this, but I, you guys saw Dexter play some of the end position. If you remember, did you remember seeing him play the end? Because he looked good in my eyes. He he could he could rotate outside if there's a problem with defensive end because he's done it already. I'm not saying you're gonna like it. But I like flexibility, and I know so does Coles, man. And he's capable. He's coming along very nicely, man. And it's just a thought because options are nice, and so is flexible players. I'm just just waiting for that uh, Jared verse card to come up in the draft, and all good there. (laughs) We'll see what Coles does, man. He probably will. The whole point is, is like, none of this matters. Like, this is just all opinions and and our own personal statements. And it's fun to to do this as Bears fans and, you know, not, you know, get on top of each other and, and insult each other for having opinions. Because that's what opinions are. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. And it's nice to know that we all have they one. They all stink. Exactly. <laughs> they all stink. No matter what you do, unless you have a bidet, <laughs> that's your best chance. It still stinks. <laughs> okay. Looking at uh, Jonathan Allen's uh, contract, I see $14 million as a base, mm-hmm. with a roster being 941000 and some change, and a workout being five hundred. The cap hit being 21 because of the signing bonus that he already got, which was prorated for this year or next year being at six million. That's what I'm saying. If the Bears get him, we we're not paying that six million. We're only going to be paying him 14 million one year, I think, and 15 the other year, if I'm not mistaken. Is that not am I reading that contract wrong? Depends on how it's written. You'd have to, I mean, it was a four year, it was a four year, um, $72 million contract with, uh, I guess $30 million being the signing bonus. So that $30 million is already paid. So that's not something we're paying. So when I'm looking at what he's owed in 24, it's 14 million. Then they got the signing bonus down there, which we're not, we're not paying. Then the, Nine million for nine nine hundred thousand for the uh roster bonus and five hundred thousand for the workout. So that's us paying him basically fifteen million. Then the next year being twenty five, fifteen million dollars on the base salary. Then they got that signing bonus in there, which again we're not paying. A roster bonus of a million and a five hundred thousand uh workout bonus. So the point I'm saying is, I think we're only going to be paying him what about. Fifteen million dollars a year, and that's a pretty decent price. Am I or am I wrong on that? That's not on terrible. that contract. P- PJ, let, let me ask you a pivot off that for a second. Okay. 
What do you think it would cost us to get Danielle Hunter away from the Vikings? Because he is a free agent. I think he's going to cost close to unrestricted what, free agent. I think he's going to cost what uh, Sweat is costing. Yeah, 24, 25 mil. Yeah. It'd be great, but it's a little, it's a little, little, little pricey for they, our pocketbooks. They, I agree. Yeah, got to watch what they're spending on the, the defensive line here because they've dumped, you know, draft picks and money into it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, though, you add Danielle Hunter to this defensive line, and this team is top, top three defense in the league. But according to Flus, how come uh, PJ Joe, didn't bring up Chase Young? Uh, well, I was about ready to actually. Uh, but <laughs> according to Flus, the uh, three technique is the engine that runs this uh, yes. whole ship. So that's why I'm looking at Jonathan Allen and him only costing us about 15. And to Foster's, for sure. Yeah, to, to Foster's point, uh, Chase Young won't just cost you as much as uh, Daniil Hunter or Burns will cost you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why the Bears mess everything up and they, they trade back and they get, I don't know, just pick a wide receiver, maybe MHJ, and they take Desir Newton out of Illinois and there's their three tech for the next eight to ten seasons. They're I'm not impressed with him. Guys. What do you think about him, Joe? Oh, with who? I'm sorry. Uh, Desir Johnny, Newton out of Illinois. Newton. Yeah. Uh, I'm not impressed either, frankly. Okay. okay. All right. I think he's, I've been I've been watching be, film for a short guy. The guy's got leverage, and he seems to to be very quick off that line, man. Again, I don't think he's bad. I just think I, if he falls, I would certainly like like him better. Gotcha. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's for, what, at, for where he, he is getting drafted, though. He needs to fall. He's like, like 10, six 10, two two ninety five. Seem like I think he is. He's like six feet two. Yeah, he's yeah, short. Six, six two two ninety. And I was not impressed from what I've seen on tape. I mean, I know they're hyping him up, but I'm I'm not seeing it. I'm not. I would rather have Jonathan Allen, honestly. Same. I'm just going. I, I, I was watching some tape, and it seemed to me that coming off the line, a guy I've seen, I saw it was they were showing quarterbacks with short drops, and the guy was in their face. So I don't know what film you're watching. I know mine says Illinois on it, and when I watch it, I'm going, holy crap, because nobody could have done what – No, I didn't see anybody do what he was doing on the, some of the tape that I saw. Not all of it, because he had bad things too, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But the sidestep and the speed up the middle, he was in that quarterback's face, and it was like a, a – actually, it was a one-step drop, and he almost got to him. So, And I'm just getting this one play sticking out in my head, which is terrible because it's only one play, but – uh, yeah, I seem to remember watching the highlights of uh, uh, this Newton guy. And I think he played for Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, yeah, he was not very impressive with his highlights. So I don't, I didn't watch every game, just the highlights. And what I saw was a guy who was good, but first round good? No. No. I mean, if anything, I'm going to go with Mason Smith at LSU, who just declared to the draft two days ago. That's like another six, guy. He's 6'6", 315. I mean, this year his stats were eh, – they weren't bad, you know, two and a half sacks. I know he missed that first game against Florida State, and he had the ACL injury last year, like jumping up and down on the field celebrating. But, I mean, the, the guy could be a beast at three-tech, and it doesn't really cost you all that much money. It's going to cost you probably a day-two pick, but we'll get plenty of those. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just don't. Six. I mean, to me, 
if we're going to go with a three technique, I mean, I, I like the idea of what you just mentioned, Walt, but it seems like that's a clone of Javon Dexter. And if I'm going to go with a, another three technique, I would rather have somebody who's a little bit opposite body-wise. That's why I'm looking more at the Jonathan Allen, per se. I mean, I, I because I was interested in Newton. That's why I bothered to look him up. And then when I actually seen him, I was like, nah, this is not the guy for me. Okay. Just my opinion. All right. Well, I mean, Jonathan Allen's only 6'3". It's a three-inch difference. It's well, that's what I'm saying. relevant in the grand scheme of things. And... But I will say, to your point, I know Flus tends to like longer guys, especially at that three technique. That's why he went with Buckner, Dexter. So maybe the guy from LSU is will be his guy. Possibly. I mean, he was a it was a pretty high, you know, um, pretty big pick coming in, and then you know he had the injury concerns and all that. I mean, if you're looking at NFL draft buzz, the buzz they have uh, his uh, his running mate Wingo there is the number one defensive tackle prospect. Okay, uh, he, he's third. Uh, where is Newton right now? I don't know if they have him listed as a straight defensive lineman here. Sometimes they do that. Let's have a look. Newton, Newton. Yeah, so they have Newton as number two with their rating as like an 80, uh, 89.5. Okay. So. Behind Wingle? Mingle? No, he's he's that's two overall, including um, what should we call it? The uh, defensive ends. Oh, okay. So, like, Wingo's an 85, and he's an 88, and I mean, these are all just, you know, proprietary ratings, so do with what you will. So, so based on your thoughts after this entire conversation, when do you think the – do you think that Poles is going to trade that pick as quickly as he did last year or Probably wait not. it out? Go ahead, Joe. I, I think he'll do it quicker. I think he's. I think he's going to do it sooner than he did last year. Wow. Okay. I think the second the Commanders hire Bill Belichick, that deal will be done. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you, Joe. He Paul said though he's going to hold on to that pick into April. I heard it somewhere from him. So I don't well, know. He said radio. He said he would like to, but right. in his right. in his he's mind right. right now, he would like to hold on to it to. But it doesn't mean I, I, he will. I agree with Joe, though, man. That's what he's going to do, man. He's going to, when the right deal comes along, he will jump at it because it has to wow him, like he says. So he's going to make that deal, and I hope it is with Washington because they got a bunch of, they got a bunch of stuff they can throw at us, man. Players, be, picks. Yeah. Well, I, I would, I would disagree agree with Joe for the fact that I think if Belichick actually goes there. He is going to try to not be duped by the Bears. So, therefore, it may take longer. I think it still get done. I just think it'll get done. It'll take longer than it's opposed to sooner. I hope we hose whoever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be nice to trade down to two and then take two and trade down to four or something. So good. MHJ, pick up a shitload of picks, you know, Maybe even another one, you know, you can't even think about the amount of picks we could get with that double trade-on scenario. So Whoa, that, would, you, that would be sick. Are you, have you cha- changed your mind, Shorty? 
It's two hours later, PJ. He could do that now. Hey. <laughs> Did, didn't I say that you guys were uh, – you guys were – I was just pontificating, and, and the panel has spoken. <laughs> I wanted to bring up Illinois Jones. You had it up here. He was talking about Dallas Turner. I, I honestly love Dallas Turner. My one issue with Dallas Turner and the Alabama guys are – and Will Anderson's a little different, but – you know, he, he plays more so out of a three-point stance, and I don't know. He, he's fast, but I don't know if he can convert to, you know, the general hand-in-the-dirt defensive end of who's likes more so than, say, a, you know, a verse or a Chop Robinson. Hey. Good point. Yeah. I yeah, do. well said. Yeah, I, I, I'm concerned a little bit about his weight, too. Isn't he, like, 246, something like that? A little bit concerned, I should tell. Maybe Yannick Ngakwe is two forty six. Yeah, and that's why he sucks in uh, run defense, probably. I think he's just he tunnel visions on the pass rush. Ooh, that's, ooh. that's a good question by Jeremy Munoz. Ian Cunningham goes to Washington. Will he already know what the Bears are planning planning to do, and does that hurt the Bears' position? Ooh. I was going to bring that up too, actually. So he's <laughs> like in my brain. I, I was thinking about it as either it's going to make the trade a lot easier or, or he's going to pull a Bernadotte when he became king of Swe uh, Sweden and just completely screw us. Yeah. Can Ian Cunningham and Bill Belichick coexist in Washington? Wait, can Bill Belichick and anyone coexist? That's, well, that's the point I'm making. So how much power, how much power would, in, uh, Ian Cunningham have if Bill Belichick's then the coach. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, that's a that's a great question because I thought Bill was going to have a, a lot of say, and I'm I'm sure you don't bring Bill Belichick in without letting him have a big say. But no, I think they have to coexist. I don't think there's because they're, they're unless they hire Bill tomorrow and they say he's the GM too. So forget you guys that we interviewed, but they're interviewing. A lot of candidates uh, right now for for that position in uh, Washington right now. So I think Adam Peters is another finalist over there. So, and I know before we came out on the show, there was a, a blurb saying that they're fairly close to announcing a uh, decision on that. And the thing is, too, we got to ask: Is Bill Belichick even going to Washington? I don't know what he's going to do. I know in the press conference he said he wants to continue coaching, but at the same time. Yeah, you know, he, he's pretty old. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I think, listen, listen, looking at, I believe it's uh, somebody's in, a, uh, it was Doug Van Dorn's comment as far as Bill uh, having personnel choice. I think, uh, while I don't believe a head coach is never can have the position of assistant uh, GM, by default, they are uh, assistant GM because that's what the GM does is refer to the head coach and say, hey, what do you need? I think Bill would be the type of person that he's always been. Wherever he's go, he want to have control of the personnel. So that's going to be make a big difference on where he goes. And uh, if a team's looking for a GM, they hire a GM. I don't see them getting one. Wait, yeah, see, I don't I don't think I don't think Belichick. I got a feeling he'll go somewhere else because the guy is he's 72. Do you think he's gonna hang around for a rebuild? I'm just it's just a question. Uh, no, because this was my thought too. 
just like I talked about with Harbaugh. He's going to go. He wants to go somewhere where he's already got most of the team together, man. So it's not going to be. That's why they, it was the Bears, and he has the number one pick and all the picks he can get. I'm not talking to stop. Stop. I'll, I'll take you off, okay. man. I'm okay. talking about. I'm not talking about the Bears. I'm talking about Harbaugh was and, and my said I said he might go to the Chargers, man. It's a ready-made situation there. Same with so Belichick. are the Bears. Damn it! There's a, there's there's a little difference between the Bears and the Chargers right now. Not much, but there's a little no, difference. The, well, the I, biggest difference is that the Bears are in the NFC. Chargers think, got some better depth. Too bad they I, all got hurt through, like on and off throughout the season. I think what you have to consider with Beal is he has to have a young team that he can mold because if he goes to a team that has veterans, it's going to take a lot to get into the Bill Belichick way. And I don't know if veterans will be willing to buy into it. So I think you that you have to factor that in. So that makes a big difference. Uh, him needing to go to a team that has some young guys with some draft picks that he can uh, be able to get the players he wants. Fair I, enough. Wanted, I wanted Shorty to read that, see if I could piss him off a little more. Because Doug, Doug Van Dorn said, I think Harbaugh is going to replace Belichick in New England because Kraft likes his head coach to run the drafting of personnel acquisitions. And that's uh, Harbaugh's don't, don't. a control guy. I'm trying to respond to Steve <laughs> Me, man. Come on, don't ruin my evening even more. My opinion about Harbaugh, if I, if I may real quick, I think he goes to an NFC team just because he don't want to butt heads with his brother in the AFC, unless it's in the Super Bowl. I think he'll probably stay in Michigan, to be yep. honest. You know. Take the yeah. hundred and twenty-five million and call it a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe pull another championship before he hangs it up. <laughs> He's sixty-two. PZ, the Josh McDaniels tree. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, PZ? Yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, I, 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 I'm real curious to see what New England does. I think, you know, to what was just said earlier, uh, the guy uh, from uh, Tennessee, he might end up in uh, – Vrabel, yeah. Vrabel. I think he might be end up there. Yeah, Vrabel goes to, to New England with Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. You can book right. it now. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Was it like the sixth time Josh Daniels has been on New England again? Yep. Yeah. Won't be the last. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I totally agree with that, Joe. Totally agree with that. <laughs> what are they going to do, Joe? Let him go. They're going to let him go in two years and then bring him back the year after one more time? Yeah. He'll be the ball boy or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. What do, you, what do you got? What do you want to talk about? Because we've been doing this crap. What, what yeah, we gotta we, we have to wrap this up here soon, anyways. So let's there's let's just kind of give us your. There's there's some pretty sweet playoff football coming up this weekend, gents. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I'm looking forward to that. Let's let's talk football let's all talk weekend. Playoff football. I'm I'm all for it, man. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> flip the bird. I like it. No, not you. I got kicked out of the show. Oh, I. Oh, there he is. He's gone. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, let's talk playoff football. Let's do it, man. Playoffs, man. I, I, it all starts off. I'm I'm really looking forward to this Browns Houston game. 
I, you get to see C.J. Stroud against Joe Flacco. A good defense. Yeah, defense. The defense. I mean, yes. the Browns' defense is elite. I've been talking about them all season, whether it's on Fantasy Football Goon, my fantasy show on the Barroom Network, or my show with Vinny Parisi, Crosstown Crosstalk. A lot of talk about the Browns and that defense. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and say it right now, boys. They're my Super Bowl pick. The Browns? I, the Browns. Wow. That defense is good enough with wow. Joe Flacco. That offense is more than good enough. And you can get them at 35 to 1 right now <laughs> on DraftKings if you put down any Uh-oh. money. I saw Uh-oh. that. Talking about that betting. Or Why not or, at Bet US, I mean. Sorry. There you go. Oh, is it? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm looking right at it. Should we do a plug for it? Should we do another plug yes. for it? Yes, you should. Let's do it. I set it up. Bet US. Every sports bet, sports better's favorite sports book. They have a bunch of great perks as well as exceptional service. Use the link in the description and get a 125% sign up bonus. Place your sports bets with Bet US. You'll help out the channel, man. You you did you if you want to bet on the Super Bowl, go put 50 bucks down on and on BetUS, you'll get a bunch of perks, and you'll help the channel. Use that link. It's also in the description of the channel and the show. Thank you, guys. Much love. I'm done. Go ahead. All right, look at that. I set up a plug for you guys. How about that? No, Thank th- you. Three, 35 you're, to 1. You reminded me, Joe. What can I say? Uh, you know, it's gonna be it, it's going to be an interesting game, the Browns against Houston. A couple weeks ago, the Browns absolutely demolished Houston. Their secondary is not great. Their defense is eh as a whole, but the secondary is pretty bad. I don't expect anything to change, but I think CJ Stroud's gonna look continue to look good, but Browns pull away with that one. So you like think I he'll said, look you think he'll look good against the Browns defense? CJ Stroud? I think CJ Stroud will will have flashes of brilliance on in the spotlight, hmm. but not enough not enough to get it home. Well, I mean to, to your credit, Joe. Um in the Colts game, you remember they were talking about in the first half, he had no pressures on him whatsoever. He did fine. Yep. As soon as Colts dialed up that pressure, kind of went down he a little bit. Disappeared. Yeah. And the Browns ain't going to wait till halftime to dial pressure, man. Up. No, they're not. No. Um, I, mean, I mean, the Colts should have won that game. They shot themselves in the foot. I was on a show earlier today, and, and these guys are all taking the Texans. I was the only one taking the Browns. And I'm like, I literally said to them, Dude, the Browns are probably the only team that could take Baltimore out and make the Super Bowl. And they were kind of I laughing think, at me. I'm going, have you looked at the defense? And then Flacco's going to do whatever it takes to win because this could be his last go-round. He's like 38, man. Yeah, and he can ride off into the sunset. I mean, David Njoku yep. has proven to be one of the best tight ends in the league when he has a quarterback that knows how to use him. Yep. They have more than serviceable running backs between – Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, and their defense is lights out. Amari Cooper's could be the MVP of all of the playoffs with how good he's been with Joe Flacco. Don't sleep on the Browns. That's all I'm saying. And, and when I had those guys earlier in the year, Amari Cooper and Njoku, they they were I had them on my fantasy team, Guillotine League, Joe. All the guys I had are now playing insane. I'm talking even a bunch of my backups, Zamir White. Khalil yeah. Shakur on Buffalo. Those were guys I had at the beginning that 
Well, it's it's amazing what happens when you get a quarterback that knows how to sling it. Yep. We go to the next game. Yeah, I mean, there's not a. I, I'm. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't think there's a bad game all weekend. Mm-mm. What are you going to be? What do you think is going to be? What, in your prediction, going to be the biggest upset? Uh, the biggest upset, and for me, again, I, some people might not see this as an upset, but I, I do. Uh, I think on. I think the the Miami Dolphins are going to take out the Kansas City Chiefs. So do I. I said that today too, man. <laughs> and by the way, guys, you can watch that game exclusively on Peacock and, and on Saturday. You brought that up. I got Peacock. I'm boycotting that game because they're training. Thank out. you. Thank you. They're I meant to plug Peacock out. too. Yeah. And we're also brought to you by Peacock. <laughs> they're training us though to, to stream games so that they can start charging us by the game, guys. It's going to happen. I'll take that over having to pay for every game that I don't want. I don't need to watch. I just want to watch the Bears games. Yeah, when you got to pay pay 500 bucks. I didn't hear what you said, Walt. I said I'm going to go grab my tinfoil hat now. (laughs) It's coming, dude. It's coming. Mark my words. It's coming. As soon as this TV contract is up, they're done. They're done with TV, dude. What do you guys – Joe, what do you you think about uh, the way the Eagles are trending? Seems like they're trending down. I think I'm gonna go as far as to, I'm gonna go as far as to say, PJ, they're gonna lose to the Buccaneers. I call, that's what I say too. Joe. See, that to me is the biggest upset. But, the, I, the reason I don't think it is the biggest upset is because the Eagles have been dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they Agreed. lost to the freaking Giants to end the season. Yeah. Agreed, man. They're. But again, it's still an upset. It's just not the to me. It's not the biggest. They're not. They're nothing like they were in, in mid-November, man. It's not the same team, man. No, not at all. My upset for this weekend is that the Packers beating the Cowboys. You think so? Whoa. That's quite the upset. That is the I, upset there. I. Uh, That's I, what I happens said, when the Packers beat us. They go I, on. I said I, I got the Packers winning that game 27-24. I set you up, PJ. <laughs> Matter of fact, on on X, Steve broadcasted. I did I did the Packers show last night, and he made a separate video of me picking the Packers. I, I'm glad none of you guys saw it, but now you know anyway. So I got that as an upset. And you didn't pull him. Well, he's probably I'm, stunned. I'm, 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 I'm very surprised I'm, because Micah Parsons is going to run over Jordan Love. Yeah, that's I, that's what I'm. I hope he. I hope he does. I just got a gut feeling that the in Dallas is going to show up, and Love is going to look. He's going to have his best game of the season. And even then, you have Brand at quarterback. You get out of here, Foster. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I don't see that one. I mean, it would be like the most Cowboys thing ever, though. But I just don't. I don't see it. Yeah. Right. No, it'd be the most Packers thing ever, not the most Cowboys thing ever. No, it'd be the most Cowboys thing ever because that's what they do. I want to that's see that, how that's what the Packers do. I want to see how their running game goes against the Packers, man. I mean, Jordan, Jordan on the Packers scored 17 points on us, and we were playing like absolute crap that game. So imagine what the Cowboys defense is going to do. It's going to straight up just piss on them. Just make sure you imagine. We'll find out over the weekend, man. Yep. And we got Steelers. I, I, I want both I want both those teams to just disappear anyways and <laughs> never be heard from again. 
<laughs> yeah, could happen. I mean, I, I will tell you, say one thing that's probably going to be a definite is Josh Allen's going to throw at least one interception. So I was just about yeah. to say, we got Steelers Bills. Yeah, yeah, that that's. I mean, that game, I got the Bills winning it big. Watts out. Their defense is going to have problems without Watt in the lineup, dude. I think I literally said something like twenty-seven to nine Buffalo in that game, and that's if the Pittsburgh defense can can come up enough to just hold them to twenty-seven, man. Yeah, I agree with Mark Kazak here. He's like Dallas is losing at home as long as they know how to read that giant clock that's on the end of the uh, the field. Dallas should have lost at home to the Lions, but. They didn't because there's referees involved too. Yeah, they, they tried to get cute and bring up two guys, and even the referee said there was another penalty being called anyway, so it was going to get called back. To address Steve's comment here, Kansas City's own wide receivers won't be able to catch the ball in this game either, and it's a Tyreek Hill revenge game, so uh, I think that's how they beat him. The yeah, this only- is a for 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 people on audio stream. Steve's asking, how do you think Miami beats KC in negative 30-degree wind chill with no pass rush and a Tyreek Hill running in five feet of snow? Go ahead, Foster. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the, the biggest issue in Kansas City is going to be the weather for the Miami Dolphins. That's going to yeah. be their biggest issue. It ain't going to be the guys catching the ball for Kansas City. There's going to be if some bad said, weather oh, well, this week. Well, Miami's not going to be able to catch the ball. And I, my, my, my response was, well, I think the Chiefs are the only team that has more drops than the Bears this season. And also, which team there has the better running backs? Oh, yeah, it's the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. The weather's going to be real bad this weekend there, so yeah. Mm. I hear a lot of people aren't even going to that game that got tickets because of that weather. (laughs) They're just like, if it's going to be like that, they're not even going to go. I wouldn't. This is from people in Kansas City. The blizzard's coming, baby. Yeah. Great! I fly into Chicago on Sunday for a freaking blizzard. Yay. Oh, good, good luck, dude. <laughs> Joe, you surprised been... you didn't get here. Sure, to be honest with you, they might even cancel your flight, dude, before it happens. I knew Joe. I should have driven with my four-wheel drive truck. Joe, you got me thinking. You know, I've been, I've been wow. thinking like that. You, you brought this up. What, what do you think of Bill Belichick and Carolina? Oh, I hate it. Yeah, no. I'll tell you why, because because nobody wants to work with that owner, and I guarantee you, Bill Belichick doesn't. But do you not think that that's probably be the only person that that owner will actually requiesce to and be like, "Look, okay, you do your thing, I'm out." I just don't see any way that they get a a, a coach like him to to come there unless they drop all the money in the world to Bill. Nice word, PJ. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't like to use big words often, but when I do, I use I use drippy dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Terrible. I can't. I can't. Terrible, I can't get to it quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. What are we got there, Greetings. Joe? I'm Doctor Dick Richards. You may know my brother Chim Richards from the iconic film Anchorman. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about my revolutionary new product, Drippy Dicks. Have you ever thought you were... (laughs) I love it. I don't know what's worse, the the commercial there or you actually owning that suit. 
<laughs> I bought that suit for a Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. Traded. And, and and guys, we we've got a doozy of a Sunday night football game too. You you, you got Rams, Lions, Stafford going back to Detroit. Ooh. Yes. Uh heck of a yes. matchup. Ooh, yes. that's a good one. Probably yes. the game of the week. That's yes. Well, it is. It's eight o'clock. That's the prime That's time. The prime time game. Yep. They should have put that game on Monday night, in my eyes. Because that is that is the game for me, anyways. Uh, How is that going to work, though? There's no Monday night games in the playoffs. It is this year. There is this week. Oh, there is. I'm like, where have you been? And how is that going to work? In a, in a box. <laughs> is that does that team guaranteed not to play on Saturday? Whoever wins on Monday, are they I guaranteed? Hope so. to, I would think so. Yeah, because that'd be a real so. short week. Hey, did they did they make that Philadelphia Tampa game on on Monday to give Hertz an extra day for his thumb? Maybe just a question. <laughs> just a question. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Like you know, that'd be the shortest week ever in us uh, playoff history. I think that you know a team play on a Monday, and then if they turn around, wait, 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 is that? Which one of you two old men are farting over there in the background? It sounds like you guys are farting. Oh, is that is that? Oh, wait, are you in fart mode now? Are you that old, PJ? I thought you were. I didn't think you were that old. Every movement you make a fart. You're, you're not a fart walker, are you? Steve. Uh, it's Steve. I do not know what's wrong with this guy, man, but he just been wanting to fight me Steve. all night. It's, it's now he's a it's true. It's been nonstop. He just want to fight with me, and I'm trying to tell him. I'm like, guy, man, you know, you come to Illinois, I will find you. <laughs> I'll be there this weekend, man. I'll be there this weekend. Come on, come on, come on. I'm coming there this weekend. Foster, to answer your question. One second. Let, 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 let's dance. Let's dance, PJ. Come on, let's dance. Because Steve said he'd go to that game in Kansas City, and Mo Beerman just said the tickets for the KC game are pretty cheap on the resale market. Uh, one of the baseball coaches got three rows behind the Chiefs bench for about 100 bucks a ticket. So if anybody wants to go to Kansas City to see a playoff game, now would be the time. Speak now. You couldn't, pay me. You couldn't pay me to sit out in a blizzard in the snow. I'm with you, Joe. Couldn't pay December, me. December 26, 1993. My mustache and my beard froze. I never, I won't even go to Soldier Field in December, dude. Won't even do it. Could not pay me. Enough, let alone Kansas City in January. No thanks. I'll be in my house. Thanks. Yep. Sitting the best seat in the house. That's right. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry An there. To answer your question about that Rams Lions game. I've gone back and forth a million times, and I, I, I talked about it earlier with Vinny, and I just uh, I think it's going to come down to the last play of the game. It's going to be a field goal, and I think the home team, I think the Lions take it. Just I think it's going to be one of those things. The home field's going to help. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a high scoring game, I think, and it, it could really go either way. But I just feel like the home team, the Lions, edge it out by a field goal. It's, but I think the, I think there's going to be over 60 points scored in this game. I, Joe, I got I got 38, 35 Lions. Yeah, see, that's what I got. 
today in, in my prediction anyways for them, man. I like that. But, um, I mean, the Rams could easily take it. They, they're a great offense. That's, too. that's the thing, and their defense has been playing better, too. All right, Joe. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it's kind of along the lines of you talking about, you know, the Rams. Who are your top five coaches in the league right now? Wow, I don't top think three, top five. Shoot, I don't think I've ever thought about that. <laughs> um, let's see. So you, not just this year, you just mean in general? No, I'm talking about if, if you were hiring and you could have any coach right now, which, which what would be your like top three or top five? Yeah, you suck. Well, the, the, because there's a there's a reason why I'm asking this question. For because sure. I'm gonna lead it, gonna lead to my second part of the question. Yeah, let me think. Um I think I gotta include Andy Reid on the list. Okay. Um man, I don't know why, but I love Dan Campbell. I'm not a I'm not a Lions fan. I love Dan Campbell and how the dude approaches the game. For me to include him in the top coaches is probably insanity, but I I, I just love the way he handles his team. That's a curveball. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. I like Sean McVay a lot. Okay. Um, who else am I missing here? Uh, I, I like Kyle Shanahan, but I, I don't know. He, he uh, you know, I'll put Shanahan on the list. Why not? Okay. And of course, I, I got to include Bill Belichick, and so I think that's probably my. Oh, we, Mike Tomlin as well. Okay. So the second part of that question is, with two of those guys being McVay and Shanahan, Bears are looking at a guy in the offensive coordinator that comes from their tree. Yep. So that, that to me, is what's intriguing about our offensive coordinators that we're connected to so far running yeah. that system, being in that system. Uh, so me, my, me, myself, my my top three was like Shanahan, McVay, and uh, Andy Reid. Uh, I think because of how they run their offenses, just, man, great. But For sure. yeah, that, that, that was the point of my questions, that seeing where your mind is and the coaches and then a possibility of getting someone from that tree is pretty good. Yeah, I, I I would love to get somebody from that 49ers tree, especially that's why that's why I'm 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 loving the potential Kubiak hire. Yeah, because when when you look at at like I, I kept wondering where are the plays from the McVay and the LaFleur coaching tree coming from Gutsy? I didn't see many of them. I've seen some people say in chat that they have seen them. I personally don't remember seeing that many of them. And then I, I I started thinking about it. It's like, oh wait a second, Luke Getzey was Luke Getzey was was Mike McCarthy's quarterback coach. Kubiak or uh, Lafleur retained him, so he's not really a Lafleur descendant. He's not really a McFay descendant, right? And I think that that's where the shortcomings came. I think he was trying to like incorporate two different versions of offense that he has learned over the years or more to try to be someone, you know, to be the smartest guy in the field per se. And so 
I, I like the idea of a Kubiak since, you know, the panel has has won this argument. PJ. <laughs> There's no Walt. Walt. It never was an argument. <laughs> so I, I, if, if, uh, my, my only choice is to just roll with what this team is doing and be optimistic, PJ. Mm -hmm. Optimistic, Walt. Yep. About this team. And then think, yeah, if we're going to go a new offensive coordinator, I like the idea of Kubiak. That that would be someone that would intrigue me for for sure. Would he come here with a, with a lame duck co uh, coach? Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Yes, he would. I'll be back, yes. <laughs> I think so, too, man. What, what do you think of mine there, Joe? I got Reed, Shanahan. I don't really have the order right. Reed, Shanahan, McVay, Tomlin, Harbaugh. Yeah. And I threw Campbell in there as my last guy because that's and that's pretty close to the order for me, I guess. I think that's close enough. Yeah. So there's six of them, aren't you? Is that what I'm looking at? Six. Yeah, because I threw Campbell in there, man. It's my five I, plus. I think I put see for me, I put well, hold, hold, wait, PJ, just so you know, like Tomlin Harbaugh is not one person. So yeah, it like, is six. Yeah. 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 So for me, I when I look at Reed. Shanahan and McVay, those are like offensive geniuses in my mind. And then when I look at Belichick, uh, Tomlin, um, even Campbell to a degree, and Harbaugh, seem like they're, they're more like, whatever you give me, I'm going to work something out. Uh, they like, you know, mold things to where, it, you know, they don't have a specific style. They can seem like they're adapt and do well. Maybe not always succeed on the highest level, but seem like they they work with what they got to do a fairly fairly good job. Except for the last few years for Belichick, but overall, seem like that's what they do. And that therefore, because we don't have a culture here in Chicago, that it's like okay, we are this type of team, and we can get these coaches to mold these guys. I would rather go with that offensive-minded guy who can, well, not always an offense, but a, a strong enough personality to where you can enforce this wheel of uh, offense that you're going to run. Fair enough. Fair enough. To answer this question from Mr. Mayhem, can we hire? Can can we hire Kubiak if if they're not eliminated? No. So that so then I I think if Kubiak's their guy, then they're not going to hire him for a while because I don't think the Forty ers are getting yeah. eliminated anytime soon. Yeah, because of that. When remember when Wanstat we did that with Wanstat, and I think after that they made the rule that you can't hire. Uh, you can interview them, but you can't hire them until after they're done. And if they do have somebody by next week, it would be the Seahawks guy. Yeah, right. I'm, 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 say that. Yeah, I'm loving the fact that they actually looking at those type of guys, though. That's what I'm. I'm, I'm really liking that. That that's a, that's encouraging. I mean, the yeah, fact I, that the the first two uh, that they're linked to actually interviewing and talking to are guys from this system, which encourages me. Like, hey, we ain't got to learn a whole new offense. We got a, we we got the same verbiage, got the same things going on, and we can continue with what we've been doing already. So that's very encouraging. I feel better now 
having heard the the Kubiak during this conversation tonight than I did before this pro uh, before we started the podcast. Tonight. Me too. I do too. Well, I I love the fact that Cole is so on it that the minute that it was announced that Warren was going to be available, he jumped on it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Picked up the phone and yep, come on in, dude. Yep, yep. So, you know, and that's again, it's the guys always working, and that's that's why I just what what he does is I'm going to follow what he does, man, because there's a reason for everything he does the way he does it, and and we know this things are not going to work out, but he's he's been accountable, yeah. Claypool was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, this guy was a mistake. This isn't working out, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, we got another question here, too. Thought I'd hit some questions while we're sitting here. Okay. Trying to get rid of Shorty, but it didn't work. He keeps coming back, man. <laughs> Illinois Jones says, does anyone want Joe Alt starting at left tackle for the Bears for the next 10 years? Not at the price we have to get him. Draft him? Yes, that's what I mean. Okay, the the so price, know. the price of drafting him was in the top top eight. That's probably where he's going to go. Yeah, seven, seven or eight, in my my opinion. I don't know what you think, Joe. Yeah, it, it would be too high. I think. Okay. When there's there's plenty of serviceable, right, in right. the draft that won't go that high. Right, and 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 Braxton is. I mean, realistically, how many how many bad games did he have? One and a half. Uh, that last one was pretty bad too. That's the one I'm talking about because that, that was just terrible game, man. And look at how bad Tavin played too, though. So, Joe, is your expertise per se is in the draft, the the college guys? Me, not particularly. No, I'm more of like I focus on at least for my barroom stuff. I focus on fantasy football and statistics and just the eye. Okay. I, I don't have draft background. I mean, I, I watch college ball, but the reason why I'm asking because I had a I had a scenario where you know Bears traded down and we ended with, up with three uh, first round draft picks, and I was looking at the the left tackle for Georgia. What do you think of him, Mims? I think his name is. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, I I haven't watched a crazy amount of. Uh, Film, but I, I watched enough Georgia football to know that he's no pun intended. He's a dog. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, because that's what I was wondering. Because I'm like, you know, if we can get a guy in to at least challenge Braxton Jones, I mean, but in Mims' case, I mean, if he wins, I mean, I'm all for it. But I was like, that'd be my perfect scenario: Marvin Jones, Jared Verse, and Mims all in the first round after some tradebacks. And that's what I was thinking, like, man. That could solve our problem. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be. I mean, do you, do you like him better than Latham? Uh, Mark Kazak has a got a question about Latham from I think Alabama. Am I correct? JC Latham. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've definitely seen both of these guys because I watched a lot of Georgia and a lot of Alabama. Yeah. Um, I would say Alabama. I mean, both both lines are just spectacular. So, yeah, I don't. I haven't watched any specific film on these guys, but I will say that I really, really like what I saw out of Georgia's O line because the, their their running game was just you know ground and pound. Right. So I think I'd prefer the guy from Georgia. Now I think if I'm not mistaken, Mims is playing right tackle for Georgia right now, but they said he could play left. 
Now, because I don't follow college football, though, I'll be the first to admit that. So, uh, but I thought that that's what I read. So I was just wondering about him. Yeah, Mims is the right tackle. Okay. Amarius Mims, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to tell you and Dan both, because I know you guys don't do fantasy, but even though you don't, man, during the season, go go check these guys out. Uh, what is it? The fa- football, fa- fantasy. fantasy football goon on the Bahamas. Fantasy Network. football goons, man. Check it out. Check out the show because you will pick up some information there, even though you don't do fantasy. Because they talk in depth about these guys and what they're going through on a season. And, and and when you're trying to put together a fantasy team and you're going to pick, guys roll in there and, and, and ask these guys questions. And then they give you information on each one of the players. And, and if it's a good pick for a fantasy week, it's a good pick for that team to have. Yeah, or somebody for that sure. we could be interested in the future. And they're on the money with their shit, man. I mean it. Check it out. I, I, I no, I peeked in to the to the to the fantasy the fantasy football count, goon sure. show, but okay. I I don't care about fantasy enough, so I sit there watching because I like Joe. Ah, oh, thanks, and, buddy. And the, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit about fantasy football. I'm out of here. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I like Joe, but he goes, he goes, fuck Tooch and fuck Adam, fuck those guys. <laughs> I'm out. We love Tooch. Tooch to this day keeps calling me Scrody, so fuck Tooch. (laughs) I'm kidding. I love Tooch. The Scrody fits. (laughs) I love Tooch. You know, that was a joke. I love Tooch. He knows that. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised Tooch was as tall, almost as tall as I was when I met him. Yeah, he's tall glass of water, that guy. Tall glass of water. Yes, he is. Now, I've never heard it described as a man. I only heard it described as a woman. So I don't, I don't know about that. One. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's because you're not pansexual. Jesus Christ, PJ. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not that. What does that oh. mean? Sorry, I thought you were. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm, as, I'm, as, I'm as hetero and straight arrow as you come. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I heard of hetero, but I've never heard of panda. Okay, that's okay. All right. Mo Beerman uh, asking, uh, this season was indeed nuttier than most. Between injuries and backups and guys getting hurt and four quarterbacks in Cleveland, <laughs> it was insane. It was probably the craziest season ever, and I was amazed that my teams even finished at 500 or above. So can't wait for next year to hopefully not be as crazy. Now, Mark Kazak asked a question. What about Jordan Morgan from Arizona? Now, did we not draft a Jordan Morgan before? I drafted Captain Morgan. No, no, I, I mean, seriously. So, did, did we have a player on our team named Jordan Morgan Number before? Pick, Joe. I honestly don't know. <laughs> we drafted him underneath. Uh, was it Fox or Tressman? He was a he was a tackle in college, and we tried to make him into a guard. Swift says yes. Yeah, I, I, because we had a Jordan Mills, then we had a Jordan Morgan. I think when Jordan Morgan left us, he went to the Jets or something like that. But hey, Swifty, to, uh, to my 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 earlier question to you, uh, what about the uh, left tackle or being able to move? Do you think Mims, Mims can move to left tackle? Oh, okay, he already answered that. He said he has never played left tackle, so it's hard to say. Okay. Real quick, Dave C. 
Dave C., I've never seen you in the show before, but thank you so much for joining us, Dave C. We appreciate you, appreciate you hanging bro. out with us tonight. He says, great show, guys. Could you guys see the Giants trading up for the first pick? Ooh. I yes. Yes, you could. Question. It's a good question. Really? Really? I I, I, I think they're done with, with, with Jones. Wow. I mean, I, I can see them trading up for a quarterback, but to go all the way to number one? See, I thought they would be more content trying to get uh, the Daniels kid. So you can actually see that, huh, Joe? Going to number one. Hey, I've, seen, it. I've seen numerous I've seen numerous draft experts with mock drafts having the Giants trade up. Wow. And I, I gotta I gotta think that where there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire. So I'm I'm sure I've seen more commanders at one than anything else for the record in all the mocks, but I have seen the Giants in there. So I I, I believe there's a little bit of a little bit of smoke there. I'll tell you what my thing is how do they work that with that huge contract they just gave him? Yeah. Was it 22 mil a year or something like that? 40. Oh, 40 he, sit, he, 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 sits, he sits behind Daniel Jones for a year or two, and that contract plays out for a bit. Nah, I don't see it. I think if you, I think whoever get drafted number one, they will be starting. Stephen Me. Fuck the Giants. Stephen Me. By the way, Stephen Me is like ripe and ready tonight. Like, I. Steve used to be Steve and me, right? From I remember Stephen uh, Steve and me from all the barroom chats. Yep. So I think he changed it to Steve. He went uh, a little more proactive instead of being so uh, um, um, formal with Stephen. But he's been uh, lit up tonight, Stephen. Steve, me, you've been lit up tonight, man. I appreciate you hanging out with us tonight and giving us your honest opinions of of, of how you feel tonight, man. I I love it. Thank you. Plot twist in the trade in the trade for the first pick. Daniel Jones is included, and they eat his contract as well. <laughs> and then that's our, that's our new quarterback. There you <laughs> go, <it>. man. <laughs> oh, well, uh, take it. Man, I would boom you. <laughs> I would I would roll over and yeah, probably die. Ain't, ain't ever gonna happen. I know. Yeah. Another one. Illinois Jones is another. He's a newbie tonight that we haven't seen tonight. Illinois Jones, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for your time and hanging out with us and and venting with us and just talking hey, bears. Appreciate I'm it, man. Man, Illinois Jones, man. I respect you, Illinois Jones, because you're from Peoria. However, I do not know who Caleb Jones is. <laughs> Caleb Never Jones. heard of him. Never heard of him. I know Caleb Williams. <laughs> right, I know Caleb Williams. I don't know Caleb Jones. <laughs> He's probably mixing two names together. I, I want this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Williams, Jones must be his brother. Jones. Exactly. <laughs> They're cloned. Bellis yeah. Jones. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think Giants going up to number one. Is a possibility, I guess, but I, I I've never thought about that before. But the, I guess the top four that I say that I think would go up to number one is, uh, of course, the Commanders, New England, uh, Atlanta, and depending who the coach may be in uh, the, the Raiders, maybe them. Those would be my top four that I've always thought would go up to number one, or try to go up to number one. I could see that. I can see that too. Uh, I don't know, PJ. If you if you're gonna go outside the top ten, you're gonna have to get a haul and then some. 
yeah. those teams. Yeah. We have got four minutes left on this show. We're ending this at three hours, guys. So get the countdown ready. Get in your last final thoughts. Good night, everybody. See you later. <laughs> Foster's like, I'm out. One, two, three. Bear down. <laughs> so, uh, Shorty, tomorrow you're going to flop back to uh, being Caleb Williams Pro again? Might as, might as well end it with the shit we started with, huh? Uh, I'm right now, I'm I'm ending the night. I'm gonna end the night with trade Justin, get it, get Caleb Williams for the new offensive coordinator. Okay, we've heard enough of that. Well, now we flip flopped. We flip flopped. Oh, I'm just gonna mess with them more, dude. I was gonna well, tell him just, we all just talking to himself there now. We want, <laughs> we want look at look at him in the back, just going insane. <laughs> yeah, see, so if he did, that's why I just threw him out. It's like enough. Hey, Joe. I want to thank you, man, for uh, being our guest tonight. Uh, sorry that uh, Shorty and I got in a big rant and didn't get a chance to really interview you, but uh, him and I are like polar opposites on that topic, as you could see. So, but, but I do want to thank you sincerely for coming oh, on. Dude, oh, no problem, oh, man. There we go. I, I'm finally the, out of my perpetual. <laughs> I tried. There he goes. No, man, it was my pleasure to be on, man. I always love talking football with you guys and whatever in whatever format whether we're talking about caleb williams justin fields playoff football fantasy football caleb jones caleb jones justin spaghetti and catfish (laughs) (laughs) catfish and spaghetti you gotta say it right all right you gotta have more you gotta have more catfish than you yeah Yeah. catfish and spaghetti there you go I, i will report back i will try it at some point you can act like a human being now, Shorty. Oh, you still need it. I, I I muted him because I knew if he got back on, he was just gonna start talking. Man. <laughs> but uh, Joe, tell people I, where I, they can uh, find you at. I was trying to keep the perpetual emotion thing going so I could just continue going where I left off, and it just it wouldn't bring me back on. I'm like, okay, yeah. They had a great show today, man. Go ahead, Joe. For sure. Uh, you guys can find me. Uh, I do multiple shows on the Barroom Network here. Uh, you can go on YouTube and subscribe or find us on, on Twitter or Facebook as well. I'm sure a lot of you guys already know us. Uh, I do a show during football season, which fantasy season, uh, that part's over anyway, but I do a show called Fantasy Football Goon uh, every Sunday from 1045 Central until kickoff. Help you set your lineups with myself, John Santucci the Tooch, and Adam Shum. I do a show on Thursday. Usually it's on Thursday afternoons with Vinny Parisi on the Barroom Network called Crosstown Crosstalk. We talk all sports. Originally it used to be focused on baseball, but now it's just kind of all Chicago sports in general. And then during baseball season, which, guys, is not that far away, believe it or not, Man. we do a show, a White Sox show called South Burbs Hitmen that I am the host alongside Steven Zim Zimmerman, who is in the chat here tonight, and Vinny Parisi as well. So we bring you... Baseball, football coverage, a little bit of everything. And uh, you can follow me, of course, on X slash Twitter slash whatever you want to call it, at Joe Mandel. It's really straightforward and simple. And make sure you give us a like and, and subscribe. And and if you guys haven't subscribed to the BCP, make sure you do that because they put on a great show here and they greatly support us as well. So hit that like button 
and subscribe to all of the above. And it's Joe Mandel and not Mandel. That's right. And how great. is Howie, how well, is Howie doing? Do you well know? said, Joe Mandel. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mr. Shorty. No, Mr. Scrody. That's how you would say it. <laughs> Mr. Scrotum. <laughs> hey, guys in the chat, we, we appreciate all you guys who uh, joined us tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Uh, Let's get to everyone in chat here, man. Illinois Jones, Mayhem, DVD, Swifty, Steve, me. Come on, guys. Help me out. Mark Kazak, Raging Oracle. Team, James, my, my favorite, my my favorite name of all time, Tin Pang Dong. Yes, I love it. James Ford, Mark Kazak, Raging Oracle. There was like eight million people in the chat tonight, so it's like impossible to name everybody. Cliff Victoria, J Two K, Leo Factor, Mo Bearman, Illinois JC. Jones. They sophistication, Mary Swifty unsubbing tonight because I said I, I said I would trade Justin. That's how I feel right now, Swifty. It'll change in an hour. Oh, it'll change in a week. My opinions are allowed to change. Their opinions and opinions change. AC, I'm Adam. a human being. Damn it, Brew Hall, Brew Hall Seven. Thanks for joining us. Although you're late, I appreciate you. Retro. Retro and your super chats. Thank you, my friend. Doug Van Dorn, Skylark 99. Mo Beerman. CJ. Mm. AC Adams. CJ Williams. New the, the new breed 31 313 sports. Skylark. Steven C. Robbie Como. Robbie. George Salikas. PZ. PZ. Drill Trevizel. Steve, Steve Zimmerman. Steve Zimmerman, our guest next week. I wish we I wish Foster wouldn't have fucked that up and had you all on the same at the same time again. That would have been better. Fucking Foster. They are gonna be on at the same time again, man. But Tony Moy. You, me, and and Walt. It's <laughs> okay, gonna be excellent. PJ in the barroom, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve man. me. Zim's a, Zim's, Zim's a good guy. Was in here tonight. The Plank's always here. Yep. Appreciate Steve, you, Plank. Steve, me, I appreciate you and and having your opinions tonight, man. Because you've always, I I remember just seeing you like in the past, and you're you were fired up tonight, and we appreciate that. CJ, one of our multiple guests, we appreciate you, CJ. Jerome, Jeremy Munoz, Jerome, my brother from another mother, Jerome, Illinois Jones. That's my brother now. My brother from Peoria. Man. So, 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 Dan, before we go, can I do a little bit of a shameless plug here? Of yes. course. Yes. Please do. Okay. Yeah. So, Shorty, you mentioned that, uh, you know, that I started my own channel here finally. I've been talking about this for a while. That's why I changed my name. So, I'll put the link in chat here real quick. I don't know if it's going to come up. You can just copy and paste it. But if you can, guys, just do me a favor. Just watch the videos and. Just drop some comments on how I can improve on things or even drop a like if you want, if you actually enjoy the content. Uh, tell me, tell me, the name guys, your... just do what I do. Leave Walt a, la a, la a nasty note. I Walt, usually do it under my alias, though. Tell him the name of your channel, Walt. <laughs> so that's just what it is. It's, it's in it's into Huddle Chicago. And then I kept, you know, CB Sickles because you all know me as that. So I, I can't really, uh, 
can't really chain that. But you know, right now it's just a bunch of a couple highlight videos. There's uh, actually I started working on a Marvin Harrison Jr. one today, right before the uh, he declared for the draft. So that'll be the next one up. And uh, you know, I, I really appreciate it. Well, I, mean, I, I know guys like you, Mark. I know you already subscribed. Uh, I've seen your comments on this, so thank you very much. And you know, it just means a lot, guys. So if, if you can, have a good time. Thanks a bunch. Absolutely, man. Go check out Walt's new channel. It, it, in the huddle, CB Sickles. Yes, Walt good does stuff a good job. There. Good nice, videos. Nice work, man. Nice work on those. He does. Excellent, excellent job, Walt. He does a real good job. Slick sophistication. I, I just, just sub. What did you say, uh, Joe? I just subbed. Cool. There you go. How much, how much did he pay you? Oh, shit. <laughs> $7. <laughs> Tony Tony yeah, Moy, yeah. thanks for joining us tonight, Tony Moy. Slick sophistication. <clears throat> I haven't seen Kiyu Kurito lately. Speaking of one of my favorite names. K-E-U. It's actually K-E-U Kurito. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I saw him the other day somewhere. I don't remember where I appreciate I appreciate you guys in the chat. I really do. I mean, sorry I haven't been able to get to you guys as much as we have in the past but yeah because of our argument or debate <laughs> earlier uh, i apologize that i wasn't able to get to things in the chat man it was about to come to fisticuffs until they pull us oh that hour is. that hour 40 debate yeah yeah it, it's, it's still going to come to fisticuffs i just see i i just wait till i see him that's all next you, get, you guys next time if you pull this kind of crap i'm just going to put it on pay for you and if you're going in the ring I'm going to set it right up here. Loser, loser ends up in my panel. It, it, it'll be, it'll be PJ. <laughs> it'll be like Pacquiao and Mayweather. <laughs> it'll be like PJ and I with a, like, we're like playing like a video game. Like, well, no, you guys, you guys are going to have to fight and I'm leaving all my tools in the same room. <laughs> you're you're going to have to, it's going to be more than just fighting because you're going to have to get around the obstacle course to beat the crap out of each other. Hey, if, if, if you and I can have a fucking serious and open concept debate, PJ, and not hate each other, everyone in this chat can do the same thing. And everyone who is, is in other chats can do the same thing. We don't have to be disgusting uh divided bears fans we are allowed to have our opinions and your opinions yes. are worthy so are my opinions and so are joe's opinions and so are walt's opinions and this guy wh whoever this guy is over here you know his he opinion you know how he leaves me out of that yeah the guy that the guy yeah. that half shaved his beard last yes. week and it looks as, the damn same as Marble it did last man. week yeah, yeah. Steve Grunroll, thank you. Uh, Raging Oracle. Uh, I don't jump out the bushes with bleach. Uh, I jump out. I jump out with that. No, I jump out with. Oh, no. Where, that's my, where my bazooka at? Jordy jumps out of the bushes with piss. Sorry. <laughs> with a jug of piss. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it better to jump out the bushes with a jug of piss or. We won't even answer that. We'll just leave everybody to think about that for next week. We'll come back and get the replies. Man. Thanks, uh, Leo, for coming on, man. Leo uh, happy, Factor. Happy to you guys. Leo Factor and J2K for hopping in. Thank, thank you, guys. Great to see you. Yes. Eric Christensen just hopping in. Hello, fellas. Yes. Eric, we're sorry that we're, we're signing off, but we appreciate you coming in. 
Absolutely. At least to see what, what was going on. Check oh, out yeah. the rest of the show. It'll be available for you as soon as this show ends. Yeah, go Clifford, back, man. Clifford uh, and I had a heated debate earlier, so yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Skip, there's about 50 minutes in there. You might want to just glaze over. Glaze? Yeah. yeah. Zach yeah. Sullivan, CJ Williams, Rick Gonzalez, Rick Gonzalez. Rick. Yes. Rick Gonzalez from the um, – we always talk in chat on the on the Shaw Local podcast, which used to have Hub Arkush, but since his heart attack, he's no longer on there. But we're oh, okay. we're always on there. So I was like, dude, Hopefully come check out better. our show. But yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, to a uh, Shorty's point earlier, also, yeah, the point of having a debate, you can disagree with someone and not disrespect them, and that's one thing I'm I'm grateful for that Shorty and I can have that dialogue as well as anyone else here. And I, I, that's what I encourage you guys, even in the chat, if you disagree with someone, do it respectfully to where you don't have to talk about them. You can talk about their argument or their point of the argument, but let's not make it personal to where you like degrading someone else uh, that's not part of the argument. Don't don't take it personal or make that it personal is the point. <laughs> Vernon Roseman, George Sekulis. Guys are awesome. We can just keep going on and on and on and on. Laz, Plank was in here. Chris Watts waking up. Chris Watts is here? Oh! He's waking up. Yeah. Good day, mate. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, you bloody wanker. Oh, what a wanker. Well, we're talking about you, Chris. I asked if you bought your London game tickets yet. And you guys, you guys were freaking wasted at all those houses. <laughs> they were, they were, man. Oh, you was there, Joe? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't wasted, but these guys were. Get the fuck out of here, Joe. Get out of here, Joe. Wait, that's way too much information. <laughs> Joe, you got you got to spill the beans, Joe. You got to tell us what was what was going on, man. Dude, it, 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 let's just say, let's just put it this way. It ended with Chris Watts going like this with a bottle of tequila. You did pretty good on that booze yourself, too. Sorry, Jogo. <laughs> ah, there's some pretty drunken shenanigans. All I, all I remember was when I was getting ready to leave, I went down into the basement and like Shorty and Aldo, and I'm trying to remember who else. I think Cliff was maybe down there. <laughs> And it just the whole basement had a certain aroma. I'll let you guys imagine what it smelled like. I don't know. Um, I am so sorry I missed it, man. That's that, that's, that's, it was that's what some, happens when you add that aroma to the alcohol. Yeah, it was some sort of floral, um, medicinal scent. I don't know. Um, thank, thank you for finally putting the final piece together, Joe. That's what it was. Yes. And then they then they blamed all the weed smoking on me. Oh, I said it out loud. Yeah, I did. Someone in the chat said uh, retro said it sounds like a gay orgy. It basically was. Whoa, it was, <laughs> whoa. It was yeah. I, I wasn't. Down I'm glad there. I wasn't there. It, it was a bro fest. It was a bro fest orgy. Jeez. <laughs> who is who is the guy with Cliff? His buddy. Uh, Oh. Sort of, sort of skunky Joe. He asks. Yes, yes. <laughs> who's who's Cliff's buddy? The other guy that was hammered. Curtis. Oh. Curtis. Curtis was the Curtis was the guy that Chris Watts was having the drinking contest with. Yes, that and dude then Chris, was. Frick- and then Chris grabbed the bottle of tequila. He's just like, 
That's just guzzling it, man. It was like, oh my god, Chris. Yeah, Cur- then, Cur- Curtis was at a different level of, of hammered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a lot. Continued that way. You should have seen him the next day at the game, man. Oh my god. Boy, was oh my god. He Cur- just Chris sat in was there in the parking lot, going, oh. I, I got on the train in the morning to go to the game, and I was still drunk. I, so I was just like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> and, like, Chris Chris gets out of the train, and he was just like, kill me. <laughs> he was so fucking hungover, he just sat down on the train. Ship. And, and, all, and he, the first thing out of his mouth was, fuck you, Foster. And I was like, what did Foster, like, what did Foster do? I'm like, Foster drove us there and back. Sober, you're saying fuck you, Foster. He's sitting in the seat, and I'm taking pictures of these guys, and I'm sending texts. I think I was sending texts to all though, man. I'm like, these damn kids today really suck. And it's a oh picture. It's a picture of uh of Chris and Shorty, like hung over, hunched over, sleeping on the train, man. Because I got to see a bunch of people puke, and I got to see people pissing on bushes, and I don't even drink, Joe. All right, Chris, Joe. Chris. Chris Watts got a very unique view of the of America. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! Chris Watts challenged America with drinking. That's what that's I know. What the he, he won. He definitely won. He did got, well. Well, did he win? Did he win? He, he was in bad shape the next he day. Won he won by losing. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone he, really win? Nobody. No. Nobody knows this except me because I forgot all about this and I wanted to talk to you about this, Shorty. So when I dropped you off at the train the night before the game, you were so hammered. I thought you were going to get hit by the freaking train because you walked into the <laughs> you walked into the train and the guy blew the horn and you backed up and went, "What the fuck?" I was, I I was going to get hit by the train for a second, dude. I was just testing you, Foster. Swear to God, I forgot Wait. all about that. I wanted to talk to you about that because it scared the crap out of me, man. I'm not kidding you. I was just testing you. You were, you were, you had plenty of distance, but I'm like, either fucking run or back up. <laughs> and then the horn, and he just backed up, scared the hell out of me, dude. Raging Oracle want to know who, who got the face tattoo that night. Uh, if it, <laughs> it would have been anybody, it probably would have been Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> let, let let me show you. Uh, the image that we're talking about the next day or that night on the train. This is <laughs> this is uh, this is us leaving Aldo's house on the train back home, Joe. That's me and Chris passed out. Look at me with my phone in my hand. <laughs> oh, Who took this picture? Foster did. I was texting. I was texting this stuff to Shorty and sending the pictures as he was sleeping. And then I sent it to Aldo because I was waiting for him to wake up with his phone kept buzzing, but he didn't move. Man. He didn't move. And That's so awesome. Pic- picture, picture that, and all of a sudden, picture that, and they both kind of wake up, and Chris just looks over and goes, "Fuck you, Foster." <laughs> this needs to be in like National Geographic. <laughs> and, and here we have two Chicago Bears fans in the wilds of Chicago. Inebriated as they sleep by day. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was that was a great that was a great night. <laughs> oh, I, I too bad you don't remember it. No, I haven't I'm, talked to Shorty since the game. What jersey did you wear for the game, uh, Shorty? Uh, the Green Bay game. 
Yeah. Yeah, I wore the Shalom. The Shalom. It, it it's okay. six and it's five and one now. Okay. Right. On the burn season. It, burn it, bomb. <laughs> you and your superstitions. <laughs> right. I was I was really I was really like wondering if I should wear it, but I, I thought, well, it's the last game. If it jinxes it, it's okay. It's the last game. What does it matter? I'm not gonna it's not gonna be the you know the the winning jersey for next year. That'll be another jersey, right? Yes. <laughs> you, won't need, you won't need one, dude. So Chris uh, Williams jersey. Chris Watts, are you and Jason uh, UK going to the Bears game in London? We just announced that today. So, first in line. Hey. Chris is like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I just bought the tickets. I'm all good to where, go. Where, where do you Where do you think I'm Where do you think I'm checking in from? I'm the first one in line waiting. The tickets are going to be on sale in like three months. He's already standing there. Hey, I'm mad at him. I'm, I'm think I'm thinking about getting a, a plane ticket to the UK and sleeping on Chris's couch and going to that game with him though. I, I promise I you just, that. I am I am thinking about it. I just want to see Shorty drive on the other side of the road. I want to see how that would work out. <laughs> oh my god, you should have seen hey. him. No, he, no, kept no, walking, he, kept, he kept walking to my side. I got... Don't worry about it. I've seen him do it in Chicago. <laughs> he, messed his truck, he messed his truck up here. So I mean he could do that anywhere in the world. Was, you know, you know what, Buster? I was hanging out with you right before that. That's your fucking fault, not mine. I mean, big, big sciences do not enter on it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If if he's in big size like that, come on. It did. There was no sign that said "do not enter." Were there not? A, there was not a sign, Chris, that said "do not enter." Right. It looked like you were just going up a normal parking garage ramp until I yeah. ruined the roof of my truck. He's driven in those in a truck, and I'm always sitting there looking up, going, waiting for it to see if I'm going to make it. The, the funnier so you, part is if you, you go on the website, it, it, it conveniently well, says, <laughs> I was going to say, if you go on that hotel's website, it conveniently says on the main page, these parking garages. The fuck out here, Walt. That's enough. <laughs> 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 Jordy said, don't let, this, let the, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut him off before he gets to the truth. <laughs> did you have to like, close the gate yourself, too? Yeah, well, no, when I came out, I did. Yeah, yeah. I had to open the gate to come out and then close the gate behind. No, I had to go tell them to close the gate behind me. Yeah, yeah if, he was... over, if he had to drive in, uh, over there, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be wrecking up some stuff. That's all I said. <laughs> was... Go ahead. <laughs> My goodness. That was fun, though. We had a great time. It was great hanging out with you and getting to meet you in person that night, Joe. Hell yeah. And, uh, it, it's awesome to have you on with us tonight, man. It was we had a lot of fun. Uh, so, I'll come back anytime, boys. How we'd tall love to you have are? you anytime. How tall are you, Joe? He's like uh, six foot. Six, I'm six one, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's like he's like my height too. Okay, all right. I was just wondering. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just I was just what where are you going with that, PJ? What are you wondering for? I mean, you know, I mean, you are the tallest guy on the show, so I was just wondering, you know. Oh, okay. I got it. Well, no, Joe's about my height. Yeah, we're we're pretty similar. I, I have to go look back at that photo. I thought yeah. I thought you said you were six two there, uh Shorty. Yeah, but I'm getting old, so oh my gosh, like man. make up your mind. Gee, wait. <laughs> you are tall as are you not, man? Come on. I, I I used to be six two, man. I'm probably six one now. I was six two when I had longer hair. <laughs> when you had a fro? <laughs> I did I had like the really spiky hair when I was in high school. 
up to here. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like greaser esque. <laughs> now, now, Doug, I man, he is old enough. I had an apple sixty, so he actually playing strong. basketball. They'd say, "Yep, Foster's five eight, five five eleven with the afro." That way, I was a little taller, you know. So, so Fiji, how tall are you again? I'm six feet. Oh, I'm actually taller than all of you. I'm six three. Are you six three? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Get your ass out of here, Walt. Man, Walt, hey, Walt will mess you up, man. You better leave Walt alone. Walt can You're dunk six on three. Yeah. Could you nice. dunk a basketball? Possibly. I I used to be able to. I can't. I got a step ladder right here. Actually, more like a volleyball, but only because I couldn't palm the basketball. Oh, shut the hell up. Well, back in the day, I used to dunk, but you know, those days are long gone now. I was that yeah. tall kid that sucked the basketball, so. <laughs> you get it, you see? Retro's really short. He's only seven inches. Oh, that might be something else. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys in chat, you are all awesome, awesome, awesome. Chris Watts, we're happy to wake you up or have you uh, wake up with us, I should say. Hope you're having your uh, tea and crumpets, you freaking British homo. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you dandy boy. <laughs> what the world? He's going into my line of comedy there. That was a total joke between him and Chris and I. He knows I love him. He's 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 my guy. Obviously, love hanging out with you <laughs> and chat with <laughs> Chris. Thanks for for waking up with us, Chris. We're we're, we're happy to be is, here. Does for he you. really want to be your guy? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, great show, Joe. Thank you very much for joining us. We love you. We appreciate you. We cannot wait to have you back on again. And we'll get you right back into the lineup ASAP. We'd love to have all oh, three yeah. of them again because I yeah. want to do that opener. I want to do that. That we'll do it again. Yeah. Okay. You guys we'll in the it. chat, if you guys want to uh, ever be a guest on our show, uh, get a hold of us, and uh, we'll schedule you on. Foster's demand for that. Bears Country Podcast at gmail.com. Bears Country Podcast at gmail.com. It's that simple. Let us know. Join us on the show. Come hang out with us. Talk some bears. Laugh until your gut hurts. And you will not regret it. So thank you, guys. Make sure that you tell all your friends. You like and subscribe. Set your notifications. It hurts. It hurts. It helps the channel. I was I was reading Curtis coming in. Curtis Seal Searle is a new a newbie too. So thanks for joining us, Curtis. Thanks, Curtis. As we're, as we're signing off. Appreciate you, Curtis. Thank you. And um, like I said, like, subscribe, share the channel with your friends, and uh, set your notifications. We're here at least every Thursday with this crew of fun guys. Love all you guys. Joe, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time on a one, two, three, Bears. Let's end this shit. Ready? One, two, three, Bears. Bears. Bears.